Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> Do you know what noise no, your favorite noise? You know what my it, favorite noise it's is? One of my most favorite noises. It what? I don't even know what my favorite noise is. I was gonna say something cute like your voice, but no. Let's be serious. What what would be a really pleasing and I don't mean anything sexual or anything easy like that, because that's an easy thing. What would be a really this would be easy. I got one for you. Obviously, right? Like raining on a tin roof or something. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. If you're asleep in an attic, you don't have to be in an attic. No, you could just be in a really old fucking house, and it's just kind of tin roof. It, yeah, it's know. like if you put a tin roof over top of a fucking guitar. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, these are. See, now I'm going down yeah. the easy path. There's that, and of course the waves of an ocean. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. But these are. We needed a little Good. more noise that that's not quite that easy. That and you, and you it would, can't be anything sexual. Like we're gonna throw that no, out completely gonna, right nah, now because it's, it's, it's just too easy. It's too easy. Like. um... I don't know, man. I fucking hate every other noise. I would say dead silence is a great noise because I never hear it. How about what we were doing now? Like you're drinking coffee. How about um, the the sound of a nice cof- cup of coffee being poured in now? Actually, I have one, and it's oh, and I, but I totally okay. stole it. It, it did, did you ever watch? Um, oh God, inside the actor studio with the, oh yeah with the with the really weird guy that doesn't seem to age. Um, uh, James something James or Cromwell Headfield. It's not James Hetfield. <laughs> Is it James Earl Jones? James Madison. Oh, <laughs> fuck. But here's what's better. Did you ever see What's His Name on Saturday Night Live doing it? Um, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah. And the card, the card stack was about three feet. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not too far off because if you ever sh- – oh, like From reality, because if you look at um, – they, they rarely show the backside of that table. There's a – there's a drop cloth over side, the side of the table, so you can't see from the audience on the other side. He does have a stack of of cards all in a very specific order, and they're sitting on another smaller auxiliary table, if you James. will. Speaking of sex, uh, Angelina Jolie was on there, and they talked about flying, because I think this James guy was into flying, and, and she said to her, did we talk about this already? I know I, we did. I, I think and maybe. She thought flying to her was better than sex. Now, I don't know what that means. Does that mean her, her flying is really fantastic, or does that mean she sucks at sex? Or well, or maybe there's just no, not not as many strings attached to it. It's kind of like why, why masturbation sometimes better, right? James Earl Ray was it's it James J- Earl Ray? Nope, nope, not James Earl Ray. Hmm, James Lipton. Oh, there we go yeah. inside the actor studio. How can I forget that soup? For God's sake! Yeah, no shit, I know. I, it's an anyway, easy, what, what what's that, that called? The, a reminder thing? It's not not not, not a mnemonic. <laughs> It's a, it's a mnemonic. It's, it's kind of like onomatopoeia. Just add a few more syllables in there. On a, this was a, this was a bad idea. It was your fault. You wanted to record on Sunday. I know. Evening. I know. It's a, it's not a Sunday. It's Monday. Oh fuck! It's, it's Monday. It's, it's Labor Day. It's folks. Labor Day. Just to let you know. Um, Paul's worked so hard on Labor Day, he doesn't fucking remember what day it is. I don't is. remember. And it's uh, but what the good thing about it is we have this fantastic. As you guys might hearken hearken back to Monday Labor Day, where it had this wonderful rainstorm and it cooled everything down. 
so Bradley Cooper was on Inside the Actor Studio, uh-huh. <laughs> which was I thought was really great because he he actually went to that school, like, and he's on an episode of Inside the I Actor Studio. I remember seeing this. He was he asked a question. I think it was uh, I think it was Al Pacino. I think that like he was in the audience and he got to ask Al Pacino a question. You know, at the wait, end they do. I, I think it was Al Pacino. Wait, who was in the audience? Bradley Cooper. When they, when they when were he was in Al Pacino's he, yes, episode. like ten years before when oh, he, before was, he was a famous the, guy, right? Now I get so it. then anyway, so they had Bradley Cooper up there, and he, you know, they asked those series of questions: What's your favorite curse word? What's your favorite sound? Yes. Which, his favorite his favorite sound was so beautifully put, and Do panties I, flew off everywhere. Do I need to undo my pants? He maybe was this Bradley Cooper? He favorite said, sound? he said, Bradley Cooper, what is your favorite, favorite sound? sound? It was uh, the the sound of someone I love laughing. Oh, that's fantastic! And I'm like you, fucking asshole. That's, I'm, that's a, that's I'm going to keep that. But it's perfect. I had this conversation with someone recently about that, about how if someone that you, in fact, it's someone that you really like, um, not someone that you really like. What I'm saying is, if 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 like that case, if you really love them or like them a lot, and their laugh could be a little bit quirky, but it's their laugh, and you like them, that's oh, why yeah. you love it. That's exactly what he was saying. Oh, it's it's absolutely true, and I believe that 100. percent It doesn't have to be a perfect laugh. For whatever the fuck that is. And you know what? For all you people out there that want to make fun of the way somebody laughs, go fuck yourself. Because that's like one of the only things that you almost can't fake. You it, can fake laugh, but your real actual guffaw, like all the big real. belly laugh, you can't fake that. You're yeah. just born with that. That's what you that's that's something that will always come out of a personality, no matter how fake the person is, and you're seeing the kind of the real person there. But we did talk about in the previous episode about I think I dated this woman for a short time and she had this horrific Laugh. I think we talked about like that. Like a Fran Drescher laugh? Like, like at a, a movie or something. When would you, I told you about going to a movie with her. Maybe. I, mm, and it was bad. To... And it was bad. And I don't mean, and we're not going to, I think I would talked about it before, so I won't go to it, but it was just, so I wasn't making fun of it. I, I just knew I couldn't go out with it anymore. I wasn't. You couldn't, would, you couldn't go out with, with it, it. I don't anymore. mean it meaning her, I mean that laugh. In other words, if I were to ask her out, I would, that laugh would be attached. It'd be like an addendum. It'd be like a stapled on receipt to a bigger You'd be like, oh, that's part of the purr. This is the package deal. I can't oh. yank it off. It's like her laugh is like a is like a three year old kid that you didn't know about. Yeah, it's like a vestigial, <laughs> like a tail, like a tail, like a tail. Like if she had an Audi belly button, you can't <laughs> just chop it off. You can't chop off the laugh. You can't say, could you please alter your laugh for me, please? If, you? if you could, every time you laugh, I will put my wiener in there, and then you can't do that, right? Because you can't really do that in public. Not at most theaters. Johnny Law might come after you, right? So, favorite sound also I was going to say was a, um, oh my God. This is a little bit aviation-y, but it'd be like a... Shocking. Yeah, it'd be like a, like a, a, like a Rolls-Royce Merlin starting up, you know, oh, a yeah. one Mustang. You oh. did that the other day at my house. I thought you were going to like sport, <laughs> start sporting some wood. We were watching... Yes, folks, we're so nerdy that when we hang out together, we watch airplane... Um, like aircraft uh, videos, like high speed passes and different stuff, and but it's fucking cool, man. No, you were like the, that Rolls we Royce Merlin. We were going to go out that night. We talked about going to the which we didn't go. Do you ever hear about this downtown music thing? This, uh, this I never heard any feedback from it at all. I never heard it from anybody. I. That was last Friday. I wanted to go to it. Joe did too. Separately, we wanted to go to it. We discovered that we wanted to. And go. I just, I just he turned was, in. Yeah, you were. I'm sorry. You, yeah, you were tired. I was tired. Yeah, we just said fuck it. So I was over at your house. And uh, and we started watching. Oh, because the new record, this new speed record that the guy Steve Hinton Jr. or whatever the fuck he is was trying to break the. I looked it up too as a it's a piston, it's propeller piston. driven airplane yeah. record. 
and they broke the record but didn't officially break it because it didn't average more than one percent or some rule like it has to be one percent above the prior record or some otherwise it doesn't because they're not going to they're not going to go down to like the thousands of us right of so a he did break hour. it by actual speed but it was not an official record He's close enough though yeah that's that's really pushing it so anyway so louise let's watch that you know and just here comes this and like 550 whatever the i don't know what it was miles an hour right on the deck a lot five yeah i think it's like five shit I think it's five. Shit. Shit. I think it's five. I I feel like it was 547 is the record. 547 and some change. Yeah. And he was wanting to do, he originally said like six months ago that he was like, I'm going for the new record and it's going to be 560. And like, all right, chief. 560 miles an hour in a piston driven propeller aircraft. I don't know, buddy. It's going to be, I think, Rare Bear, by the way, held it before. Did we figure that out before? Yeah, Rare Bear yeah. still holds it. Still holds it, officially. 1989. And that was, yeah, a long time ago. It takes a lot of money to do this. And I'm going to guess right now that it's not going to really be broken because they that was a good team doing this. And that was an excellent pilot. I'm going to say it's not going to be broken until they can get a smaller airplane because the bottom line is you've got this airplane size, this Mustang, modified Mustang, with a certain prop, certain engine, and it's it's pushing so much air out of the way. You've got to make the thing smaller. It's got to be probably a composite thing that's specifically designed. Why don't you do that? No, I can't. I don't have that capability. I don't. I don't. You, not with that attitude. I, <laughs> I think Mom, you do. Mom, Joe's being mean. No, I, I'm, I'm I, I feel okay. like you could take your plane. No, no. That's not even, that's the stupid. Now you're being stupid. I'm not being stupid. You can't I'm, take it, my plane and do anything with it. Why not? Because it does what it does. So you have well, to... Well, make it do what it does, but faster. No. So All you, you got to do is do it one time. Look, there, you, you, have to, you have to start from scratch and design this thing. That's All it's going to do is do this one mission of this one right. record-breaking thing. Probably a similar engine. You know, it could be the big nasty radial, like, like radial engine like Rare Bear had or the Allison V12. Probably one of those two engines, yes. But it's going to have to go package it behind a much smaller lighter composite thing with less they call it wetted area folks isn't that exciting it's the surface area why haven't why haven't why hasn't anybody done this yet they've kind of tried and dabbled it just costs money it's the right <clears throat> all this stuff takes the right paul allen for example who has all, all half the money in the universe you know he, he could finance that but he's got so many other fingers and so many other pies and things but it takes the right money with the right team and um, and you have to have the will to do. You have to be passionate about it. You know, it, it's rare to get that combination with anything. I still don't understand why you have to have a team. Why can't there be a guy who bought who can afford one of those engines and build a slippery plane around it? Because okay, and you, yeah, you wouldn't have to have a team per se, but you okay. should have an aerodynamicist guy, should have a structures guy who's going to be able to repair things. Aren't you both those guys? No, I'm not really. And no. you have to have a <clears throat> mechanical guy, an engine guy, a prop guy. You should have a prop guy. These guys are highly specialized and you kind of, you almost want to have them all there in the same place talking about the stuff, hammering these things out. Unless there's one super guy that knows all about props and mechanics and cooling and flutter and air elasticity and structures and piloting skills and all that shit. I'm not that guy. I'm not even close to that guy. But not with that attitude. Right. But but if I had the wherewithal, then I think I know the people that I would put together for that. I, I don't I don't that, have that much I don't have I, that much means. I I've, I've, it's millions of dollars to do this. Yeah. No, I, I mean I get seriously. It. And then it's not just a bunch then let's talk about the political thing. It's a bunch of white rich guys fucking around with a 
With flying machines. With flying machines. What do you don't think there's anything better to do, like solve the water crisis? What if you could solve the water crisis from 550 miles an hour in a piston-driven propeller kind of aircraft? Yeah. Kind of badass. Although you can't focus on all the horrible negative things wrong with the world. You have to You have to have, right, you have to have like the moonshot. You know, during the Vietnam War, that was going on when they kept going to the moon, you know. And all, I you, think your moonshot should be to go 600 miles an hour in a Cirrus SR-22. That doesn't, no. It, it's, it's too fat. <laughs> it's too, you can't make it go any faster. It's like a whale will only go so fast through the water. You know, it got to be a porpoise. You got to be a porpoise occasionally. Understood. Okay. You know, so, so, so that that's the deal. Don't you have a fuselage out there you could chop down, make it slipperier? No, I'm not doing this. I'm not. I've got other things to work on. I'm. I'm. Tr- I'm You're just being I, a dick. I'm not being a dick. I'm trying. I'm trying to light a fire under your ass because I'm gonna. I see have you go. a fire under my ass right now. Okay, good. I think I caught it in Tehachapi. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I caught it in Tehachapi. That's it sounds That's like a, good, a I, sounds like a Wheeler Walker Jr. song <laughs> or a title for a book. Either either I, or ether or ether or. So what what did you do in Tehachapi other than look at fucking wildflowers or whatever it's, else? It's I, I, actually I tell people I go there for this aerospace convention thing, but really you're right. What I do is just hike around and smell flowers. That's pretty cool. Yep, smoke weed. <laughs> just get just get fucking lit. <laughs> And hike around Tehachapi, yeah, and, tr- and then get get stoned and try and pronounce Tehachapi. Do you know what Tehachapi has that only one other place has? I think one other place has a, in- du- a dual loop railroad thing. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> Did you, we talk about this before? You just no, knew this. no, I just you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, wait, it's, people, a, it's a double looping. Wait, uh, wait, wait, hold on. People are thinking well, that's like a roller coaster now, where the train does a loop to loop. I think I think we might have a few <laughs> listeners that know what I'm talking about, but it's that right. uh, it goes over the Tehachapi Mountains. I think it's called the Tehachapi Mountains. Tehachapi Pass. Pass. Yeah, it goes yeah. in the pass, and it's a railroad track that loops over itself twice. Yeah, and I, I we saw it. I think I saw it with my flying uh, machine. Uh, with my father and I went once there, maybe with Bill Ingwer one time because he was really because this is the thing he remembered this like being in school books. You know, there's probably a section in of course, the expansion yeah. of the Great America West or something, and, and, and there's only two of them. There's one, I think, in maybe Pennsylvania or Virginia, somewhere in that part of the country. And then this other one is in Tehachapi. And what it is, folks, is there's these, you know, they lay the railroad tracks, and you only have a certain amount of gray. The engines can only go or and have braking to go only such up a hill and down a hill for you know, power or acceleration or going down a hill for braking. So you've got to kind of work around that somehow. And so they have this big horizontal loop, if you will. So the track is laid out in this big horizontal loop that goes up a grade and it makes two big circuits. And there's a couple places where they made it intentionally. There's a road going right by there. You can pull off to the side and the train comes through fairly often, kind of like in Kingman in a way. And you can park your car and you can watch this fucking thing. And it is one of the coolest things ever to see this train slowly going around this loop, you know, and takes a handful of minutes for it to do it and then go up this hill and then kind of continue on to the other side of wherever it was, either going east or west. And it's called the Tehachapi Loop, I guess. Yeah, that's what it's called. And did you just and look it's it up? The, yeah, and it's the only one. Only, the one, only, in Nor- one? only one in North America. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Shit. Which is crazy because I thought that the Copper Canyon Railway down in Mexico had one, but I, it does not, apparently. It might have at some point. Uh, imagine imagine uh, a railroad that goes down into the Grand Canyon. Right. And they did that because they didn't have the engineers to make a big bridge. 
across Copper Canyon. Right. I remember reading about it. Anyway. So I wonder. So you went out there and checked out the flying machines and well, yeah, so talked to some NASA it's, it's people. A, just a, yeah, just a, it's a annual thing that happens on Labor Day weekend, and it's called the ESA uh, Workshop, which stands for um, Experimental Soaring Association Workshop. People go, soaring? Experimental, like gliding, soaring again. They think, oh, just a bunch of glider people, and it's not that at all. It's really it's a misnomer. It's not really named properly. And, um, it's a bunch of really smart people getting together for several days at this one location. It's a bunch of NASA people. It's there's NASA people. There's Northrop. There's the Ryan aircraft. There's people I've spoken there before, which I didn't belong because they asked me to. I've spoken. There was three that times. two years ago? No, wait, wait, last year I didn't go. And the, yeah, it yeah, was so two, it was, two, so years, two ago, years ago. And then a, twice before that I've spoken I don't ever remember seeing you really nervous like you don't really get nervous you get worked up right there's a difference right but you were nervous as fuck before that and not because of your public speaking but because of who because you're a great public speaker and you know that not just because who you speak who you're speaking in front of right oh yeah and I love that the the amount of humility that you had because you uh, folks you need to look up the people that go to this ESA what's it called ESA yeah uh, yes, ESA Western Workshop. Western so Workshop. If you just look up Experimental Soaring Association Western Workshop, it'll come up and give you the itinerary. Like the people, and then you start Googling the names of the people that speak at it, and you're like, holy shit. Like the, one chief aerodynamicist of NASA, and then other people work for Ryan, who actually got swallowed up by Northrop, who is the G, G uh, excuse me, the Global Hawk aircraft, and all kinds of other autonomous flying vehicles. And then there's these folks speaking on the Mars project, and other people that are propeller. Um, experts in designing props and, and battery systems and electric motors and lightweight materials that applied for other lightweight spacecraft to, to save money. And then there was Paul McCready who used to speak there. If you don't know that name, that's fine. You should look him up. He was instrumental. He's a kind of a futurist also. He's, he's one of the guys that said um, a while back that he was he not only spoke on aviation and structures and things, but he spoke about the world problem, like the big problem of of overpopulation. So he says that the world can properly, easily, and self-correctly uh, be at about three and a half billion people, four billion, somewhere around there. And he said this many, many, many years ago, and he stuck with it. Before he died, he still stuck with it. And it's funny because we're now, where are we now? At seven, six, seven, five? I think we're over eight. Fine. I don't know. So you, so what happens is, is you tell people, oh, Paul McCready's probably right. And they go, that's bullshit. We've got eight billion people right now. That's not what he said. He, he he said properly without fucking the environment up and without using all these nasty chemicals and all the stuff that we do. Now we've got some good technology that helps plant more efficiently and harvest. We you know I understand that part, but there's also another part which you're extracting nasty chemicals and having to use herbicides and all these different things like that in in, in water. And then you've got runoff, and you have the industry behind the food people with the. Uh, 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 GMO type thing and they're going out and wiping out of their smaller farm. I mean the whole thing and his hypothesis he probably wrote a paper on it was that if you have three and a half billion to him that was not just to him he talked about the biomass how many li- how much living stuff there was on earth right. in the balance of carbon dioxide and all this stuff so he figured it all out so he thought he did anyway and that's the number he came up with three and a half billion or four billion somewhere around there Anyway, he, either way, he, we're, we're he double was, that. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, and again, that's the argument. People say, well, it's not true. There's 8 billion. And that's not, again, that doesn't mean just because we're there right now, that's, that's where it should be. You yeah. Know? Just because we're all here doesn't mean we're doing 
yeah, fine. That we're not screwing things up and right. extracting too much stuff and whatever. So That's why I get all I, I get I catch a lot of shit from people that have a whole bunch of kids, and I make a comment like, you don't realize there's a shitload of people in this in this world. Like we don't really need anymore. Yeah. Obviously, well, that's say, their personal choice. To, they, yeah, you know, and this is a whatever. sticky topic, right? Because oh, yeah. we have a lot of friends that have, or a handful, that have a handful, a good handful of kids. Right. And uh, they say the best way to to do for the earth and reduce your carbon footprint is to not have a fucking kid. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's Which, the simplest but, way. But then you have, then you run into the problem like Japan has, where they've got a whole generation of people that the, you know, the <laughs> they're, I think it's between, uh, what, 21 and 45, like that age group, or 20 to 45. Um, you know, the average number of kids that those people have is below one. <laughs> wow. It's like 0. 0.6 kids now, per person. Now, here's the exception, I would I would say. It would, if you, I, I would be okay, and God, this is, a, like I said, this is a touchy topic for a lot of people. Now, I don't have any kids, so... Well, not that but I you, know of. <laughs> get it? Because you know, I... Yeah. They used to call them old cream pie gains back in the day. That's for sure. It's, uh... <laughs> oh, anyway. God. All right, baby. No, no, wait, wait. What were you saying, baby batter? Go on. <laughs> I don't have any kids, Joe. I'm I, telling you right now. I, no, it's there, there are no, There are little Pauls running around. Thank God. That's what the yeah, world needs. There's more of me running around. No shit. <laughs> Yeah, no. I can't no, even. Im- shit. I, I, no, I, shit, no. I would love to see what kind of kid you would have. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. I, I maybe maybe not. No. Maybe not. Maybe. All right. Let's go back to it. No. Anyway. We can go back to that if you want to in a minute. But anyway, um if here's the exception. And everybody thinks their kids are brilliant. You know, they think they're going to be And a, they're not. Some good, of some of right. your kids are going to be janitors if and that's got, there's nothing fucking if, wrong with if that. If you've got 10 kid, 5, I don't care, whatever it is, more than is necessary to keep the farm going and dying from the rickets as what's his name would <laughs> Pat say. Oswald said. Yeah, and the Indians would take the whatever. <laughs> more than just kind of We're required. having a natural birth. That was his whole thing. It was like <laughs> natural child the natural childbirth. Really? Are you out in the woods with no electricity or running water? Do you throw the, 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 the pat- Apaches come. The and Apaches come, and one of your kids died from the rickets. And he said, <laughs> and a wolver- was a wolverine or a wolverine comes, comes, and comes the after- by and eats the afterbirth. <laughs> 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 oh, so fucking filthy. Patton Oswald, check him out. Oh my god, one of my heroes. Truly, is one of my. We we should see him live somewhere if he comes. We should learn this and and go watch him live. I I, I honestly I I got a uh, a tweet response from him a few weeks ago. No I forgot, shit. Yeah yeah I forgot I forgot to tell you about that. Yeah it was it was probably more than like a month ago. So you know his wife died. Yes. Um, which maybe, we, oh, we talked about that. Did which, we ever find out what, what it was? Yeah, it was a combination of uh, like a heart defect that she didn't know she had and her benzodiazepines, man. She was... Ooh. Fucking things are dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. you have any? No. Oh. No. Right. Actually, I, I probably need some. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway. So, so, so she, she died, uh, and he took like a year to mourn that, and it was all really sad because they have such a small kid. The kid's only like three. <clears throat> like his kid will probably not remember the mom, which is super sad. But I come to find out, I was like, I follow him on Twitter, and I was I was reading through, and I was like, oh, fuck, he's dating, he's dating somebody. Who's he dating? And and because he, he was he was oh I remember kind of tweet yeah. flirting back yeah, and forth. Yeah. And do you know who it is? It's the it's actress. some hot actress. It was the actress the... that played Natty Gan. Oh, that's from the right. was it with the the journey of Natty Gan? Is that what yes, it was called? It, yeah, I remember talking about this. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, uh, and I can't think of the actress's name. So I like replied to his tweet it was like nice pull with natty gan she was like one of my first <laughs> crushes 
second only to Soleil Moon Fry, who played Punky Brewster. And I tweeted her. I was like, how you doing? And he responded back, and he's like, are you using my Twitter to pick up on Punky Brewster? And I responded back, yes, I am. And then I got him. He liked it. And I was like, cool. I can die happy. All right. Um, So a lot of people think that their kids are fantastic, and they probably are. Yeah. Now, if you have a bunch of kids, if a lot of them are going to actually solve problems, that would be okay. Yeah. So at that point— Big problems that we all think they, they, we're faced with, you know, serious problems. They offset their the, the becoming the, instead of becoming part of the overpopulation problem, they become part of some sort of solution, right? Right, like we have carbon offsets. They should be idiot offsets. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, there used to be, and then antibiotics were invented and helmets. But seriously, <laughs> think about this. There should be offsets like that. Should be offsets for everything. I like that. I like, you know, carbon offsets. You know that we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, no, absolutely. Pay carbon for, footprint and yeah, bullshit, and that's kind of weird how they do that. But yeah. Okay, you're allowed to have more than if, two kids. If your kid's a pain in the ass, you have to pay for my movie ticket. That's, that's you right. You have to pay for, like, you have to pay an inconvenience fee on an airplane. Although, again, Louis C.K. says the only thing worse than being on an airplane with a crying baby is the person holding that baby, like that person's parent. That's the worst part oh, of, yeah. about that. And if you're them, yeah. Which now they think about it, having done that a few times, it's true. Well, it's difficult for them because they don't know how to pop their ears and stuff when they're going up and down in elevation. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's why you just drug them. Okay, there you go. Or don't take a newborn. I obviously, in certain instances, you can't. um, You can't help it. You know, somebody passes away. There's a family emergency, and you have to take the fucking little runt with you. But, uh, but yeah, there should be different offsets. There's, there should be. There, there should, should be. be. It, it, like it, you, it could be funny. It could be. You could figure this formula out. It'd be ex- except it wouldn't be funny. Like if I had, if I had like an extra, like I don't know, like every time that I have gone to a movie theater and had to deal with somebody else's stupid fucking kid that won't shut up. Right. Yeah. Like I wish I had some of that money back. Right. I actually have left a couple, like two times. I, le- I left in the middle of a movie because uh, one of them was The Departed. I tried to watch The Departed the first time and I had to leave, and right. I walked out and. Guy in the lobby goes, "Oh, what's what's the problem, buddy?" And I was like, "There's a there's a crying baby in there." And I was like, "I don't know, like it's like a like a one year old in there, but shouldn't be allowed, and it's fucking bullshit." And so I'll just come back later on. And he he actually wrote like IOU on my ticket stub oh, so that I could come back in later on and watch well, at it. Least that when, solved that problem, which yeah. was cool. Yeah. So that's like they that but that dude shouldn't have to do that. The person that brought the stupid baby, right? Which. I don't want people to think I hate kids. Right. And that baby could be a good baby. And I but took Portia. Crying, I, the only time I took Portia to the movies when she was really little were movies that were appropriate where it's all screaming kids. Like she was four, I think. And I took her to right. see uh, three or four. I took her to see um, Finding Nemo. That's a kid's movie. Right. Don't take your baby. Like the one that, oh, that's why I love what they did with Deadpool. Like when you had R- Ryan Reynolds in the beginning. Yes. I'm trying to think of what he did to solve he, this. He gave problem. like a little... It was just Ryan Reynolds. Not, not. I don't think he was even dressed as Deadpool. It was just like a little pre preview, not pre pre movie thing. Yeah, and he said, uh, "All right, uh, all right, all, for all you kids in the audience, I just want to let you know this is a rated R movie, and you shouldn't be here. Your parents shouldn't have brought you. So I'm just going to let you know right now where babies come from." And he described in gory <laughs> detail when uh, when your mommy and daddy love each other very much, or they get really drunk. <laughs> 
the penis goes inside of the mom's vagina and then sticky baby milk comes out and then fu- <laughs> i mean just <laughs> filthy and, he, and he's like enjoy the movie oh by the way there's no santa claus the easter bunny is just your fucking parents and the tooth fairy ain't real either enjoy the movie i can't believe i didn't he, i don't think i saw this at a theater maybe that's what it was he got so much backlash from it and and like People were blasting him on social media, and he's like, fuck you. Yeah, it's the rated, it's, it's rated. It's an yeah. R-rated movie, and you take your kid to the R-rated movie, you can't afford a babysitter, fine, fucking wait till it comes out on DVD. Maybe you shouldn't have had a kid if can, you can't handle that. Can you take a young kid to an R-rated movie legally? Like you a, you like can. Old? You can. Okay. I don't you, even know the rules. You, I know that there were some, well, in, uh, R means no no one under 17 without, admitted, a, without a parent or guardian. Did, didn't they have more ratings and they narrowed it back down? They had like NC-17 and there was other ones. NC-17 was added way later on because you had art. You had, there was a huge gap between PG-13 and R-rated movies. And R-rated movies were such a big, like, what was uh, nine and a half weeks? Yeah. That's an R-rated movie. But it probably, it, I mean, you see Kim Basinger's pussy like three times in it. So, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure it should be NC-17. But it didn't exist then. So like the so yeah, R rated was like the R rating was like way too big from what I remember, and then kind of Showgirls came along. Okay, so. so is there a rating now that this is a good discussion? I like this. Is there a rating now where you cannot go in unless you are seventeen? NC seventeen. They have the NC seventeen. Right. You can't go in unless. Right. But people don't want to have their movies rated that way, right? No, nope, because, because now then, they're losing all that fucking money. Exactly. So that's the problem with that. So that's why some movies just don't aren't rated. Oh, which yeah. doesn't happen too terribly often with big movies. How does the Motion Picture Society of so MPAA doesn't is? Didn't you watch this movie is not yet rated? I feel like you need to watch it again. That oh. documentary about the rating system and how it came about and the Hayes Code and all that. I can't remember if I did or not. No, god damn it! Kind of getting old. Uh, oh, I sure can't be. <laughs> So so you should, yeah, you so watch it when not, you're getting your hip replaced. But, but but now but now I do remember that there are movies that are not rated. The MPAA is a it is not a governing body so much as it is a suggestion system. The problem is is it's very very powerful, and that can if your movie is rated NC seventeen, you might not get it into a, like a certain. It, it's going to limit your theatrical release. So fuck it. If they're just going to say we're not even going to get it rated. We're just going to which is sometimes out there. in they, what they talk about in that documentary. Okay, they talk about how that sometimes is worse. Where it's like, wow, this is so bad. We didn't, they didn't want to, the, the director, whoever, you know, whoever made the movie doesn't want the MPAA to even see it and give them a rating. And that could be worse than an NC-17, so then nobody will see it. And that's where your indie flicks come into play. But that shit is rendered largely moot these days, man, because of you, uh, with, uh, you have movies that, like last year was the first year that it really happened where you had a movie that was released on a non-standard format, it wasn't released in the theaters like normal. It was released on Amazon. It was an Amazon movie it's called Manchester by the Sea. Oh yeah, and remember that it was like <clears throat> I never saw it. Was pretty oh, you good. didn't see it? Jesus it was Christ! Award winning, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't remember what Academy Awards it won, but I know Casey Affleck was nominated for Best Actor. Uh, I think it was nominated for Best Picture. In fact, I know it was nominated for Best Picture, but I don't think it won. And I mean, it was a fantastic movie, and it it didn't go to the theater theaters until after you could watch it on Amazon for like three weeks hmm. which is where things are going and i yes. think that's great and i i, it, it, I this is kind of like sort of like not really but it kind of how podcasting when, oh in a way i mean because there was there's radio and there's this and you couldn't say certain things and there's a control but now it's becoming less controlled absolutely it's just like so that's one good thing that's happening in the world it's I what guess. happens when you have too much control over something yeah 
and it polarizes a group of people, and they go, you know what? Fuck you yep. and your regulation. We're going to do. We just don't need it. We don't. We don't need it. We 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 don't need it. And they're like, fine. See if you can make money at it. Well, Joe Rogan has three houses. Yep. Yeah. That we're not going to play within the system anymore because right. the system is too fucked up. Uh, Howard Stern, what was that deal? Jesus Christ, it was half a billion dollars to start off yeah, with. And then I think they gave him was a, a serious what he was on. Uh, yeah, and serious. Uh, yeah. Half a billion dollars to leave terrestrial radio. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's the guy's literally a D-bag for a living. Like yeah. He, he, yeah. So I have a story about uh, uh, crying babies in theaters, but it wasn't a crying baby. So it was, it was uh, Carol and I okay. were on a date. Oh. Uh, this is a... Uh, how long ago did we do? Four years ago now? I have no idea. I don't know. You're not keeping track? Come on. No. I'm not keeping track. Of when we were dating? It always made me uncomfortable, honestly. Okay. So we were at uh, somewhere in Laughlin, and uh, I can't remember what movie it was. It was a Laughlin. Anyway, it wasn't many people in there at all. It was myself, Carol, I think another couple kind of behind us, and then these two girls that were about 12. I'm going to guess they were probably good friends, something like that. And the movies wasn't started yet at all. Like there was no even previews or anything at all, but they were... They were in the very back of the theater. Then they would run up around the aisle, run up to the front. Then you would be giggling and laughing and, and talking and blah, 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 blah. You know, da, 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 huh. And then they would go out and they were gone. With, well, they're gone. They're going to be entertained somewhere else. Come back five minutes later. Now they're playing musical chairs again, laughing and bullshit, on and on and on. Then the previews are starting. And then uh, they kept doing this over and over and over. And, I, and, and I'm going, I'm starting to do my... <laughs> and Carol goes, well, so what are you going to do? She, she didn't even, wasn't like asking me to do something. And I said, no, this is not going to happen. This is not happening. She wanted to know if there was going to be a takedown situation. Yeah, or how bad it was going to be. And I went, we're not going to get our money back. Or, and this is bullshit. So whatever. So they did it one more time. And then they kind of sat kind of across the aisle, six, seven seats over. And I just, when there was between uh, uh, previews, I loudly said in my louder Paul voice that you haven't heard very often, is this going to be going on the entire movie? <laughs> Jesus. And I think I did a knife hand, too, or something like of that. I fucking hope so. Right. Uh, your dad voice needs work, but I, I'll I give you... I'll get, uh, you were like 80% there right. on your dad voice. But I, it's fine. You don't right. have a kid. And then they both looked at me and went, No. That's right. It served <laughs> a little brats right. And then they just left. And they were gone. And then about a minute later, the people behind us went, thank you. Thank they you. The back. Thank you, Mr. Gaines. Oh, you're thank welcome. You. You're welcome. welcome. Vote for Trump. Oh, I didn't God. Say no. That's <laughs> 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 not oh. what I said. Oh. oh, my God. I think I threw my back out on that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, actually, I have a funny story about that. It wasn't uh, crying babies. It was teenagers kind of like that. They were just being assholes. And... Um, I am a Dan Brown fan. I like Angels and Demons and Da Vinci Code and The Lost Symbol. I, I, for, for, I just fucking love that shit because it's like Indiana Jones in book form. And I, it's formulaic. It's what housewives read. I don't it's give a though. fuck. Doesn't I love it. It's, it's well researched and it's incredibly well thought out. So the, um, the movie uh, uh, Da Vinci Code came out. And I've been looking forward to it since. Which since I never really I saw, by the I, way. I read the fuck out of that book. I, that's the book I think I told you about that I... Uh, I was given it or loaned it by a woman that I work with. I got off work about five o'clock, got home, made some food, sat down, cracked open that book, and I I read it cover to cover and didn't sleep. I just went to work at seven a.m. the next day. Like Jesus. I just yeah, it was that fucking good. Literally a page turner. It was so good. So then you know a year or so later after I read it is when they you know they well it was it was probably nine months later that they. Uh, announced who the casting was going to be, and it was exactly like just fucking spot on, spot on. Okay, 
and uh, I was super stoked to see it. Saw it opening night here. It was a date movie. It was like me and the girlfriend at the time, and then a couple of our other friends. And uh, we're sitting in the like middle middle row area, like not all the way up in front of the screen, but all the way in the back. And uh, these youths, fucking teenager shitbags. How many youths? Eight, maybe six, Male, six female. or eight. A mixture of the two. Okay. Uh, but the girls were the ones that were being the loudest, and it was going on during the, like during the previews, and like I'm just getting like you, like just getting steamed yes. up. Yes. The girlfriend was never one to get like she was explosive. You never saw her ramping up like in anger. She would just explode, and uh, I wasn't paying attention because it's I was like a mouse so, or rat trap. You, you only give any hint when it goes. It no, just, bang, bang, and, that, and that's that's her, and that's what happened. And what happened next was pretty amazing. Uh, I tried. I was going to speak up, and I was like, "Hey." And I'm like, well, you guys keep it the fuck down. And they're like, fuck you, motherfucker. Oh, oh that. And then yeah. the, the bunch of girls are like, what are you going to do? Da, 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 da. And, and the <laughs> girlfriend chimes in. And that's the. I went. That's when the switch fucking flipped. That's flips. the switch flipper was that. Fuck. She said something to the effect of. I'm going to come over there and fuck up your faces, you bunch of little cunts, if you don't shut up. <laughs> And called them a bunch of little cunts. In a full, this is opening night of a big movie that there are sold people there. millions of copies of the book. The place was fucking full, and they didn't. They kind of looked back, and then about two minutes later, they the whole group got up and left. And then there was people that were like, "Yeah, hey, fucking applause, thanks." Yeah. yeah, there was some applause and shit. And I was looking at her. She still couldn't enjoy the movie yeah, until was, about twenty still, minutes in because yeah. she was ready to fuck. I think she honestly would have crawled over those seats and fucked those girls and up, fucked their faces up, and fucked their faces up. <laughs> you little cunts! It was like, oh my god, oh, uh, I don't know if I'd ever heard it like a woman use the, the c, c word. Now, how old are you at that point? You maybe told me Tw- 20, 25, yeah. maybe. But now you hear it all the time. Women just are dropping all. They're ordering ice cream, and they're like, "I'll have that fucking cunt thing." Uh, me hey, some cream. hey, how's it going, cunt? Can I have your? Uh, can I have some uh, uh, cunt cream? <laughs> no, wait, that was a terrible term. Oh my god! Well, Lisa was a liberation. Oh, speaking of cunt cream, <laughs> yeah, the CC. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> fuck. We need to do a disclaimer at the beginning of this one to tell Jamie to put the kids to bed. Oh my god! Uh, no, the um. Oh, I watched Gangs in New York the other night. Oh, you're talking? Yeah, you told me about that. In fact, that. I've watched it twice since September 1st, and it's only the fourth uh, because I absolutely love that movie. And uh, 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 Bill, the Bill the Butcher, Bill Cutting. Yes. He's sitting there waiting for uh, Leo DiCaprio to wake up, and he, you know he can see that there's a woman, a naked woman, laying next to him. But he, can't, he doesn't know who it is, and uh, he's just sitting there draped in the American flag. And he goes, "Well, boy, you know what I love about this country." And he goes on this whole thing, you know, typical Daniel Day Lewis tirade that's just absolutely yes. brilliant. And uh, he goes, "What's the matter, boy? Your mouth's still full of honey juice. You can't fucking respond to me." <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> I'm going to remember that. Like, what's the matter? Your mouth's still full of cunny juice. You can't respond. I'm going to use that in my... I'm going to bring go. cunny, yes. cunny back. Yes. And quim. I'm going to do that, quim. too. Now, Daniel Lee Lewis, he's from Wales, isn't he? Uh, I think he's Irish, Welsh. I don't so remember. Is, uh, it's, uh, uh, what's her face? The one that was married to... What's The one name? that we can never remember her name? Yes. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones from Wales. Yeah, so's... Um, Could, would you please look that up? I am. Uh, I'm I on, really on it. I want to know if he's from Wales. I'm pretty much sure he's Welsh. 
the see, I assumed like all us Americans assume he's American because he's you know a great actor. He's, he's such a good actor. American. He is an English actor who holds both British and Irish citizenship. Oh, born and raised in London. Yeah, he is. He is not Welsh. I, I don't think I remember ever hearing him just talk during. He doesn't really give many interviews. We'll just say that. Uh, no, he's like he's, zero. He's a fucking weirdo. Where the fuck does he live most of the time? Where does he I- hang Ireland. out? He he has some 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 spread I'm sure in Ireland big spread, which is funny because there's like a I guess he built a he's so weird you know how he'll do those roles and like he'll just take like eight years off and oh he's a weird dude he learned how to be a cobbler like he spent five years learning how to make just making shoes and repairing shoes and he has a shoe repair like shop like a cobbler's shop I wonder if it's called Lewis on shoes no. It might maybe, be. Maybe Lewis hyphen shoes, like it's Daniel Day hyphen Lewis. <laughs> or is it Daniel hyphen Day? So are you saying he has a storefront he in He has Ireland. a small little, like a small shack on the edge of his property that's right next to the road. The rest of his, like his spread is on the overhill over Dale. Okay. But it's. Okay, so it's not. But this is right on the road. I saw, I've seen pictures of it. And every once in a while, he'll just be in there sitting in a shop working on shoes. So it's not really open to the public, shall we say. Because it, it is when he's there. Okay. And people will drive by and they'll see him and they'll stop in and he doesn't do autographs. He doesn't do interviews. He will talk to you about fixing it's, your it's, shoes it's or like, what kind of shoes you want. It's kind of like Maynard we talked about, about uh, Maynard here. He yeah, doesn't he, wanna, he doesn't want to be fucked with. He on, doesn't want to uh, be fucked with. He's, he's okay signing wine bottles and talking about you know shit like sure. that because he knows that he's the, the reason why his brand is marketable is because he's in Tool and Pussifer and right. you know in a perfect circle and all that stuff. But his main interest right now is not those things. Right. It's and especially when he's in his you know in his bottle shop or tasting room or whatever he's he's in wine mode. He's not in tool and, mode. And I don't think Daniel D. Lewis does anything else. Like a lot of actors, really whore themselves out uh, internationally for commercials. And he doesn't do any of that shit at no. all. I don't think he just he does a movie once every how many years? Let's say. Hello, then, my name is Daniel Day Lewis, and you're listening to NPR. Like he doesn't. <laughs> I'm a, I am a, I'm a, well, <laughs> or advertising for, you know, one of the car companies over there in Japan or something. And, oh you know. my God. And up next, Daniel Day Lewis for Suzuki. Like, I just would love to see him in a commercial. I, I can see him doing one of those, what, what are those shows where people run around on floats and things and they try to get in and they get hit by stuff. Oh, like a most get, extreme challenge or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis versus. <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> such a method actor. And he's such a perfectionist. I bet he would do uh, like the American Ninja Warrior. He could probably beat it. He he's he's sixty years old, but he could figure out a way to do it because he can do anything. I I loved. I think maybe my favorite movie of him is There Will Be Blood. I'm telling you, I love that movie. I don't think you do, do you? I think I, I'm still ah oh, man. I still I I'm hooked. To I that think movie. people suck that that movie's dick too much. Really, like I just I don't I don't get it. I and and I've, I've all right all right. It's wait. an Upton Sinclair book or based on the Upton Sinclair book, which I read a long time ago. It I I. I get it. I get it. Dude, where, I, I where, get okay, it. wait, wait, wait. The acting is great. The story is loose, man. Hold on. Be it's, fair and honest. Where where did you see this movie? I saw it in the theater originally, and then I've seen it at my house probably three times. I've seen it uninterrupted. Because, you, because you're trying to give another shot. Is that what you've been trying yeah, to do? Yeah, yeah. Like, and, I, and like just doesn't... six or eight months ago, we talked about this, how I gave it another shot, and I still... it. I appreciate it more than you know than 10 years ago when it first came out. I think it, he won. That's when he won Best Actor in that one, too, I think, I believe. Uh, probably. And he's the I most. can't remember. We talked about this. We've, we've looked show. this up, and have, he won yeah. from My Left Foot, and which is amazing. And The Last of the Mohicans, I believe. Is that I don't, true? Maybe. I don't know. 
the French, they muck love with their mouths. It's my favorite line from that fucking movie. Anyway, so anyhow, we were talking about Daniel Lewis and doing uh, selling himself out. I know that's your favorite. I'm sorry, man. How how do we get off on on Daniel Day Lewis, Wales, Wales, Gangs in New York, Gangs in New York? That's what it was. Yeah, because you said something. Well, I was talking about uh, the ex girlfriend and how she called a bunch of high school girls cunts, which was funny. That's right. now, not so much that it, uh, that's our demographic. I love all you, by the way. Speaking of DiCaprio, I wonder who he's banging now. Uh, I'm fairly certain he's gay, and every woman he carries around is his beard. Are you seriously saying that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you're not just saying it for effect. You I'm not really saying think it he's for effect. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. But Do you think Tom Cruise is gay? I think Tom Cruise is a whack job. No, no, we, no, we all not know gonna, he's a whack job. And I'm not going to put that on the gays. I'm not, not going to put the Tom Cruise evil on them. That's, gotcha. not, that's not fair to them. For the full, full disclosure, folks, we're not like trying to call people out. And, oh, look, he's gay. He's we don't care. I don't know why. So I just was wondering. No, I was serious because I know he's, he talks, he shows uh, uh, um, um, DiCaprio. Yeah. You see him, you know, from a telephoto lens. Always. A mile away with some hot Surrounded by supermodels. But so you think he's doing that to overcompensate? I don't know, know if he's... Uh, okay, so I, that's just a, a minor theory. What's probably the case is, is he is like my generation's Jack Nicholson. Because he's starting to kind of look like him. And he's always surrounded by beautiful women. He's known... Co- he is a known cocaine user. Mm. He likes to party. He's unmarried. I bet he and Jack partying together. After, I guarantee you, they yeah. party together. I mean, and Jack is never. It's never too late for Jack to get married. He's not going to get married, obviously. Jack no, I don't think so. He's yeah. nine hundred years old, maybe. Yeah, and still got lead in the pencil. I'm sure. His, Whether artificially or otherwise, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things I ever saw was uh, somebody was interviewing Jennifer Lawrence. And uh, oh, yeah, like Jack on Red, came up. Jack I came up that. and yeah. and. Um, Said something like, I loved your... Yeah, he's... he's uh, She turns around and... He was kind of lurking a little bit. He was lurking. <laughs> she turns around and sees him and she's like, oh my God, it's Jack Nicholson. And he's like, you look like a girlfriend I had once. And then he kind of smiles and, and, and she, Jack. And she looked like, oh, you look like an old girlfriend that I had. And she's like, do I look like a new girlfriend? And he <laughs> he goes from one side behind her and then pokes in like that Jack. And he put his... He had his sunglasses down. Yeah, he, he kind of does that. <laughs> yeah. I thought about it. <laughs> And then just walks off. <laughs> and fucking Jack. Like, he is. He is so good at being Jack. He. He really is. <laughs> he. Oh, I wish I was Jack Nicholson. I know. Kind of. Right. But I mean, Jack Nicholson. Like he's been. Like, people. He's dangerous to know. You like, wish he were he, Jack Nicholson with his mental this, quickness, but about twenty-five years old or thirty years old, and everybody. Bingo. Yeah, something like that's what you wish. If you don't want to be his. He's probably eight and years half, old. Man. Half of his money. Yeah. So, now he wasn't he at the party where uh, Roman Polanski did the thing with the girl. Yes, I'm, I think. And he, then he wasn't was. he also on the boat when Natalie Wood died? I'm sure he was. I think he. I think I remember. <laughs> I'm like, Dang, why are all these people dying around Jack? Yeah. Well, he had the right play. The right play, whatever the parties, whatever the parties were. Yeah. Good or bad, what was going on? He was kind of there. Have you ever seen the picture of the person handing him a picture to autograph, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll take it," and it's a picture of Heath Ledger as the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> he did not find that humorous. Oh. He just ripped it out of his hands and threw it on the ground and kept walking. Oh my god! I I, I don't know. I think that would be kind of funny if if you're gonna get have somebody punch you in the nose. Wouldn't it be great if it was Jack? I yes. wouldn't even sue him. I would just tell everybody. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. 
So we start out with our best noises, and that was it. Should we yeah, uh, best, take a break? Favorite, yeah, let's uh, let's take a break. All right, cool. These, these people have had enough. Listen to some music.
that button whenever I'm ready. I'm adjusting myself. Well, not really myself. Yourself? Are you adjusting myself? I'm adjusting yourself. I'm going oh. to hit this button. Speaking of hitting the button. Yeah, let's. you should fucking hit that button. Oh, there there's my is. favorite noise. Back, back to that again. It's so funny. I love that you, I love that you appreciate certain design aspects, and that's definitely one of them. Well, it's a pleasant little ding-dong, but there are... Um, <laughs> <laughs> pleasant little ding-dong. That's a pleasant little ding-dong. We've I, all heard that before, haven't we? Uh, well, I, I, you know, probably you more so than me. Oh, but that's, those are the, no. Well, you have more years, and you were... Oh, come on. ...in your 20s and the 80s, you know? Let when see. The, I kind of was. When the sex was clean and the air's dirty. in my or, late teens, and right. my... Yeah, the sex was whatever. What? So there are words, though. There are favorite noises, but there are words we all hate to hear like we all know the what's the classic word moist right people hate the word moist i moist. like the word moist i think more people should like moist i i i really liked the word moist fellatio <laughs> even though even oh. though the obviously the what the definition of fellatio uh is pretty oh excuse wow. me wow yeah, man. It's, hey, th- shout out to Steve Redmond for his smoky ribs that give uh-huh. me and you gas. We're kind of uh, yeah. shit. Shit. Do I have fewer farts or less farts than than his last batch of fewer, ribs? Fewer it's farts. Fewer than farts. Self. Less farting. F- farting. So, so the word moist was really good though. When not to do with your flatulence. Yeah, flatulence is another one. I, that one kind of rolls off the tongue. But that's not a bad flatulence. word, though. It's not a word you hate to hear, is Palatio. it? No, I was talking about pleasurable words. Oh, no, but like the word moist, people, like, is it women that hate the word moist? I don't know. I, I think it's a lot of people that don't like the word moist. Panties is another one. Oh, panties has a good one or a bad one. But uh, I want to talk about moist for a second. Okay. And the ding dong? <laughs> no. I remember as a kid in the 70s Uh-oh. watching regular television back back when we had three channels and that oh. kind of, that, you know, Duncan Hines, were, they were cranking out a lot of uh, brownies. Yeah. You know, yeah, box okay. brownies kind of, and that was very, they would show the woman with her beautiful fingernails slowly breaking the brownie open and showing how moist and talking about how moist the brownie was. And I remember that word moist as a kid going, you know, I want some moist Duncan Hines brownies. Now, I like some moist Betty Crocker. Yeah, she was kind of, she's kind of hot with the apron doing the whole housewife stuff. Oh no, I'm just not kidding, Joe. She's not like a fucking French maid. It's Betty Crocker. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of the quintessential uh, prototypical of 1950s quote housewife in the. Like a Stepford wife kind of thing. Yeah, you know, or the dress with the apron making cookies, something like that. You know, with the. You well, know, you're you know just I mean? like railing her from behind. Is that. Oh, no, I thought what they would normally be doing is railing the secretary back at the office before they came home. And then the the milkman is railing Betty Crocker right, from Right, they're all getting mother. railed, but not by who they were Every, supposed to be railed. Exactly, by. exactly. Right. That's the, a perfect 50s. People want to go back to that. Yeah, people that think, yeah, the people that talk about the good old days of the 1950s and 1960s right. were white Americans. Yeah, if you were a black that's guy or woman in Black anything, City, anywhere Alabama. in the fucking world, you were not having a good time. No, it probably wasn't a good... The Koreans weren't having a good time. The Japanese were still right. building things out of rubble that was radioactive. The cars sucked. They had shitty fucking drum brakes that wouldn't stop, and you get... You know, seat belts were just coming in, in vogue, so you get thrown through the windshield. That was a good time. It was a good time. The, know, good, <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> These are the good old days, Joe. Yes, yeah, they. I'm sure they, they were. They kind of are, and I was thinking about... Um, First of all, do we have any other additional words that just don't? We have panties and moist. And why the hell are those together? Why do they go together? I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Why. And why are neither one of those things pleasurable? So some what, what's another bad word? Is there another word that doesn't sound good? It just doesn't. It, like, it, it doesn't. Hmm. Tombstone. 
tomb. Yeah, tomb. Like I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of anything that like that, that, that. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. What What's the thing in your uh, throat that hangs down like a punching bag? Uvula. That's a that's one. Uvula doesn't is yeah. not very appealing. Most body parts. Yeah, urethra. Eh. Okay. Most body parts don't sound good because well. Portia, I remember her taking her med terminology class last year. What, toe jam? Is that a medical term? Toe, toe jam football. <laughs> now, Portia said that she's like, I don't understand medical terminology. And like, why? Because it's a mixture of Greek and Latin and then some other languages thrown in for good measure. Because it's totally true. What do you mean they're, she doesn't understand it? She didn't understand why why it can't be a homogenous, like, oh. you know, uh, medical terminology language. But because it's not. Because it's cobbled together over centuries. Yeah, of because that's when it started terminology. out. Every little culture or whatever had their own input, and they just kept adding on. And they kept adding on to it, and then yeah. they became accepted terms. And it's it's just it's confusing because you have to, you have words that are a blend of a Latin term mixed with a Greek term. Right. Some, sometimes you have a Latin suffix and a Greek prefix, and then you have the root word that is not rooted in either language. And it, it's just it's it's fucking difficult. But you know, you have there's cool words that are I find cool. Cox, yeah, coccidiomycosis. Sure, that's a that's a, that's a that's a big one. That's valley fever. It's a lung disease. How about words like like scum? Here's the thing: is the word does it sound bad because what it represents is not pleasant, or is it just the word sounds bad even if it's a cool thing? I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Like they're you can have uh, you can have words that sound bad that mean something good, right? Or it also kind of depends on the person. Like some people think that the word baby. Is pretty, and when somebody says "baby" to me, I just think of "oh god." You don't think of not another baby, not a nice, cute baby that's smiling and uh, cooing. I've gotten in trouble for the shit like this, man. People ask me, like, "Hey, you want to see pictures?" No, I do not want to see pictures of your dog or your fucking baby. Right. Hit me up when your dog does some cool tricks, or if I see your dog in person, I'm gonna wrestle around with the dog if he's a good dog. If I like him, when your baby's working on your baby theory or something, uh, fucking something, something other than sitting there shitting their pants. Right. Right. Because that's what we end up doing later. They're just boring, man. They're boring until they're like two. But people are proud of their children. I know they're did you, proud. Did you whip know. out your wallet and show people? Of pictures course, of man. Porsche? I still did. But that's different. That's my kid. Right. She's better than everybody else. Well, speaking of the that you have your kid, I was thinking about the last topic of uh, you know because we all are hopeful for Portia to be a net asset to society. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think she will be. But if she's not, I'm just going to take her out. And you have my permission because she's she brings shame to the family sometimes. Does she? Mm-hmm. Not really. Oh, no, I don't no. think she would. Now, uh, she's. <laughs> I will joke with her about bringing shame to the family, and she she used Y O U R instead of Y O U R E. Oh my god! In a text, and I, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> She's like, oh my god, I brought shame to my family. Did you like, just yes, like you drive have. over there and just within two seconds you were, you no, were over at the house? She recognized it before I did, I think, and oh. then I I, cor- I corrected her. She's like, I've I've I'm so ashamed. I can't believe I did that. And I'm like, I you brought shame to yourself. And she's like, I I don't know how many lashings I deserve, but I deserve all of them. My, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh uh, my my most um I would say my most um active sort of grammar Nazi or corrective Nazi on Facebook is, is Carol still at this point. Um, she'll still notice, you know, we all try to be careful. I've been doing like an important post. You read through it, make sure you didn't screw anything up and, and you hit, hit send. And then occasionally I'll make a mistake. And usually it's completely, completely innocent. Like some autofill thing. I didn't notice it. And I hit send anyway. I just didn't read it carefully enough. And then she'll go, Oh my God, you gotta go fix your post right now. You'd say this instead of that, you know, and then I'll go back and I'll say, fuck. 
Because I hate, you hate being in public. I have a lot of friends, and we all do, right, on Facebook, and a lot of them are pretty active. And I, the ones that I don't even know are reading my posts, like at Tehachapi that I learned. Yeah. Oh, you're having this big battle with the airport. Now we're bringing the airport up. But, but I, and these are people that don't, don't even, I don't even notice they're on Facebook. They never like anything. They, they just, they, they just look, they're, look they're, at stuff. Yeah, they're just voyeurs. That's, they're that's quiet out there, but they, these are people that are kind of important. And I'm going, oh my God, you read my posts. Yeah, you got some interesting stuff sometimes. It's kind of cool. And how's that going? How's this going? How's that project? And oh, so I went on a long hike. And I'm like, why don't you even just acknowledge it or something just so I can communicate with you a little bit more? No, it's all right. I just, I don't like to look. <laughs> I, no, I like to look. Fine. It's fine. It's okay. You know, like you said, Facebook voyeur. But Carol is the one who corrects me if I really screw up. And I would hope that you would too, Joe, if you saw I, something. I would if I see it. Okay. I don't know, man. I, uh, Facebook. Uh, it's Facebook. It's it's like it, it's becoming such a fucking chore. It, except There's that, so many people that annoy the fuck out of me. But God damn it, if it isn't a good tool. I understand. I, it's, I understand it's a, it. It's a double edge for sure. And I don't know right now unless I'm just behind the curve old man gains. I don't know of another better alternative to get that kind of information out with that many people. Twitter. Twitter's much more efficient. Mm. However, it doesn't have 40 characters. Yeah, no, I understand that. 140 characters. Big fucking deal. Okay. But there's not as many users, and and that's fine. I, I Either way, I, it, like I said, I'm indifferent to Facebook at this point. I realize that it's necessary evil and tool. It's just, again, I, I, it's Facebook posts have turned into bumper stickers because we've talked about them we, no wait we've t- turned it's it's it d- we look at a car and it's got a certain bumper sticker and you go all right well i know that that person's probably pretty cool or i don't that's not the caliber of human that i want to hang out with right that's how facebook has become and it's actually kind of useful sure. not that i ever delete people or block them or anything i like watching their shit show and uh, I think lately what's really bu- just bugs the shit out of me is the um, the folks that are falling for the multi-level marketing scams. Yes. Oh, the new, yeah, and the new one, and yeah. it just, and it, they're, they don't understand how marketing works. And they don't understand that you shouldn't do every single post about your whatever bullshit that you're trying to sell because Correct. you dropped $200 that you didn't have right. on supplies to sell people, selling them shit that they don't need. Right. They don't. And like the wraps, the wrap thing, that thing that have you seen those? It's like wraps, cellophane coated in essential oils, oh, basically, that. and they wrap around your gut and it's supposed to make women less fat. I guess it works. Uh, this allegedly works for women or for men too, but their primary demographic is women. So sorry, ladies, I wasn't trying to pigeonhole you. It's just the way it is. And it's like the one of the brands is it. It works. Is That's the, the name. Brand. The it brand works. is it works, and it doesn't work. It's not been tested by the FDA and. I have, There's no independent science studies that say anything about it working. You're literally sweating out. You can't target. Uh, you can't target areas of fat. You correct. can't. It's not physically fucking possible unless you get liposuction. I think I've only uh, back to the actual Facebook thing. I think I've only unliked literally a handful, probably fewer than five people. And it, I, I would. I still follow them. I'm sorry. Let me back up. I unfollow them. Right, but they're still friends on Facebook because it was during the political season. It was just too much. Yeah, it was hard left or hard right. And I mean, way hard left or hard right. And I went, nope, I'm not going to unfriend them, but I will unfollow them. And I think the only time I unfriended somebody, and we are back, it was the only time I unfriended somebody was probably Carol when we split up. 
even though I wasn't really happy going out with her and she knew it and that kind of crap. But I, I just did not want to know what she was doing. I didn't want to know. Yeah, and that's that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and I, I, I couldn't see it. I couldn't hear. I, I don't care if it was even going to affect me. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah, if no, she was I, going out with friends or maybe with another guy. It wasn't. I just didn't want to know. I wanted to separate it completely. Right. For a while, and I did, and I, and then at some point she texted me and said, "Why'd you do that?" And I said, "I just let me just do this. It's going to be a while. Let me just, I'll come back. Of course, I'll be okay after a number of months." And when we, we are, and then we're friends on Facebook again, of course, and that kind of stuff. So I only did it once. And I love the 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 value that you that people put on being friends on social media, right? Because if you unfriend someone, man, it's like it's, it's, like, it's oh my it's, god. Yeah. Yeah, they freak the hell out. Yeah. And I can honestly say I can't remember the last person I unfriended. I've had people unfriend me. I've also gotten uh the the like uh occasionally the nasty message from people and saying, "Well, fuck you yeah, and you, fuck your politics and fuck." I'm like, I wasn't even being political. I was being a human. Like you, that that's it. and I I just I love those people. I I look forward to that. Right. Because I, it's just I, too much. Yeah, it's just yeah, it, it's like it, you're the, these, it's not that fucking come on. It's people. really not that important. Yeah. It's not um, you don't know that you've been unfriended unless you go back and look them up and then right. see that you're not friends anymore, That's correct? True. It doesn't give you a warning. Oh, Joe just unfriended you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I could, I got a lot of friends there now. I could be unfriended by a good handful. I don't even know. I don't go back and look for that. I don't care that much. I don't care I don't. either. I really don't. The only thing I care about is certain other things I'm trying to get across. I don't want to piss off a certain group of people. So I'm real careful about, and I talked to someone about this recently, a few days ago before I, it was last week, I guess. And this person said, yeah, I don't have near as many friends as I had before. And, da, 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 da. and I said, what are you posting about? And this person really cares about, really cares about the environment or this or that. Mm. And I said, give me an example of what you're posting about. And it really is, if you want to pigeonhole stuff, you know, more left wing than right wing. Okay. And it was some of the stuff that she was talking about was rather hard left when it comes to certain things like Sierra Club stuff or um, uh, what's the, uh, the, uh, uh, Earth first. Please that, tell me. It was, please tell no, me. It was yeah, Earth and the first. ones that go out in the whale toppers. Sea shepherd. No, 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 no. Yes, that. But then the other big Greenpeace. Oh, Greenpeace. Yeah. Stuff like that, and how pro they were. I, which is, I don't have a problem with someone posting on that. But in this part of the country, in this part of the state, if you have a lot of friends, there are a lot of people that are going to be pissed off about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that, and so they they can her. they can be pissed all they want. Right. And that's uh, why they that's why they dropped her. And this person is also involved with marketing some of their stuff. I'm not going to give you more hints with that. So she goes, yeah, I just don't have as many. Fo-. I said, well, did you, were they following your business stuff too? Yeah. Did you say anything politically in your business? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, you don't know how to use yeah. things, you can't do that. Yeah, it is kind of, but you either, you have to do it full bore yes. or not do it You're at all. You're all in and you only want people and customers yeah. following you and watching you. But that's, I got this big argument with, um, maybe we talked about this before too, with, um, uh, with Nancy and Scott Rhodes. Um, and she's kind of left. I love them both. And I'm not yeah, left or right. I'm trying, I hate to even pigeonhole people like that. But, you know, she's kind of the, what she is. Right. They're fun people to hang out with, fantastic people to, to hang out with and drink wine and stay up late and all that kind of stuff. And, and she's got her pretty strong political views on things. And there were certain people I was hanging out with and a lot of my friends here at the airport are more right than left. In fact, no one's really left. If I can think, if I can think of right now, right? I just can't think of any. And she would get in discussions with me, like, "Why do you even hang out with those people?" And I said, "Yeah, there's even some that are really much harder right than I'm even going to tell you about. Why do you hang out with them?" And I said, "Who do you hang out with?" And she said, "Well, hang out with this." Da, 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 da. I said, "Would you consider them all left or pretty hard left?" She goes, "Yeah, absolutely." Because I just don't hang around with. I said, 
and I said, that's fine. I'm stumbling over my words, excuse me, but, but I said, so you're not really convincing anybody else to move over to your side because of your circle of people that you hang out with and discuss things. Yeah, with. you just hang out with your tribe and point at the other one. Exactly. So I said, I'm having a chance and I'm having some influence on certain topics about certain things and I am moving the needle a little bit with some people that I think are too fucking hard right. You're wasting your time. Nope, you are. If, you're, if, your, goal, yeah. if your goal is to move people and, and to gather people, to bring them into your circle a little bit more or to get them to think it's a little bit more like you or vote a certain way on a topic or a person, you can't just hang out with your own people. It ain't gonna work. Yeah, it, not to mention the fact that... <sighs> I don't know, man. Like you, I'm not defined. I love this. It's from the newsroom. It's one of my favorite shows. If you people haven't watched this, it's an HBO show. Fucking check it out. I like the line where he is. Uh, Jeff Daniel says, "Douchebag." That's I'm, a word you don't want to. Douchebag. That's that, another, there's a good one. I'm sorry. I'll just blurt them out if you think about it. I don't like. I don't like the word douchebag. Right there you go. I, I think it. One, it's <laughs> like if you really think like, of a douchebag, like I mean, a, an actual, actual. If you think about the actual, you're like right. that's kind of suppository. Not good suppository but these I are mean, all health things again that's not really a bad word but it's a follicle follicle that's the word password remember password N- no i don't remember oh, come password. on you have to you you give hints you, have, you would give a card you would give a card and one word like follicle okay and so i would have it written and you would be you right we're playing there's two teams or more than two teams so you have a certain amount of time i would say hair brush Fuck! No, you don't say oh, that. Follicle. So you know it's not it. When you get, yeah. and then you go, you go uh, root follicle. There you go, and then you win the. That's, like, hey. It's called password. Okay, I don't. It was don't. A, it was a big. Oh, it was hot. It was a hot. Show. This is a game show. This is a game show. It was on television. Anyway, that's password. Was it on so. UHF or VHF? <laughs> <laughs> that's where I get fucking shit thrown at me when I say things like that. All right, so we're talking about uh, changing people's mind, right? Political. Yeah, you know. so I'm not defined by who I voted for in the last election, and if that's the only thing that defines you, then you're a boring fucking person. I don't exactly. want to hang out with you. Right. And not only that, like you, you, you were saying that you were talking about the the guys in, either in like the flying club or whatever that you were referring to out here at the airport, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit about like their their political leanings? Like I wouldn't. Right. I, I mean, unless they're we're trying to work on somebody's plane and learn some shit. And they're all about Trump da, 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 or Obama, blah, 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 sucking dick. Blah. I don't want to hear or Reagan this. I don't want to hear that. Well, if, if the unifying factor of the group is one thing and has nothing to do with politics, then politics don't belong there. Yeah. And I, and I know I have, I know I have customers from a lot of customers from, from California and some are pretty hard, right? I know and some are pretty hard left. And some I know are pretty hard left to work for the military and work for secret projects. I know they're left. Oh, yeah. So I, I have talked to them before. Even though they're about, warmongers, how do they? Right. I've talked to them about this without getting political, without getting into, because I am, I am capable of actually having a discussion with someone on left and right, all this bullshit without, fuck you. Yeah, well, fuck you too. And I'm, I'm able to do this, you know, with, with the foreign, I get upset about or am, am, amped up about certain things topics in my life that we all know about but as far as this whole left and right thing if you're really we talked about this right if you're incapable of of in, in facing all these facts that are known to be facts oh it's fake news right facts and yet you're going to still believe that then i, I guess we got nowhere to go there's i guess that's to go. my my biggest problem with people on both sides of all walks of life is that when they are when they flat out ignore majority scientific fact right that 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 and, and and anytime you ignore and it shouldn't even be science, it doesn't have to be science. No. Anytime somebody knows more than me about something, 
I'm going to listen to them. And, and the truth is, people talk about this also, right? Everybody, everybody you know can teach you something. There's no question about it. Everybody. Absolutely. And again, what I was going to say, and what I've, I, I've actually, we've been around Nancy and had the same discussion we're having right now. And I told Nancy, and I said, if you're the only, if, if you're, all these people are like-minded in your, in your little group and you just want to point fingers at the other group, here, there's something to be said for, you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong fucking room. And she's pretty sharp. Yeah, and she did not like that. And guess who did? Scott could not stop laughing. Yeah. Pretty sure he went into a cigar coughing fit. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Because <laughs> I was like... I love the way he sits there in the total dark and he's just gently smoking a cigar. And you can just see the... See the ember, the, the embers kind of is it light up a little bit. Embers, ashes, ashes a little yeah. cherry. What do you kind of get? He's, light up. He doesn't say much, but he has gems rolling around in his head. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's because he always plays inside. Like the <laughs> Leonard, Leonard interior. interior. <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> so fucking Did funny. Did you do a spit take? Did you, were you having wine when he said that? Probably. Did I didn't know how. I Like, I might have spit wine. I'm not sure. I might have coughed a bit. But yeah, like that. If you, if so, you Scott, Scott liked that. Scott liked that. He thought it was funny. I think he liked it. Anytime I would wrap something up with a nice, neat little bow that would make Nancy think or mm-hmm. get pissed, right? Um, and uh, but anyhow, yeah, she, she, you're 100 percent right. If if you can't have a rational discussion with somebody about anything about any topic, and you and you just get irrational, and there's arguing and shit going on, that's dumb. That's absolutely stupid. Right. It's like uh, uh, when um, Eli came out to visit uh, a few years ago, almost four years ago now, uh, he was sitting at the brewery and started talking. He heard um, somebody say something, and he he was sitting right next to him, and he goes, that's absolutely inaccurate. Eli said that. Eli said that, yeah. And uh, a, a person he didn't really know that well. Is that right? Yeah, knew he was my brother. I introduced him to the guy, and okay. I don't want to call the guy out because sure. he, Eli and he, Eli kind of schooled him a little bit. But the cool thing was is that still to this day, whenever I see him, he's like, "Hey, man, how's your brother doing?" Because Eli kind of clicks some things in his brain. Okay, things that he had been told for years and years and years by one side of yeah. you know the the economy standpoint, and Eli's like, "No," and I'll explain to you why. And spent two hours. My brother was only here for like five days. I wanted to spend some time with him, but he, no, he couldn't let it go. Mm-hmm. But they had a nice rational discussion, and they both came away smarter, which is fucking amazing, and this, that's how it should be. This um, kind of reminds me a little bit of a, a way like when faced with facts, you know, what do you believe or not believe? And this one of the really cool things I remember from the – remember I told you to listen to the Joe Rogan podcast th- two or three ago. What was the two guys that were on there? One Jordan of the, Peterson and – came came the other dude. I can't think but of they, his name. They, they are, Brett, um, uh, Brett Weinstein. They're biologists, kind of psycho, psychologists, kind of whatever. Yeah, yeah. One, one's Canadian, I believe. W- yeah, Jordan Peterson's Canadian. He's yeah. from. He works out of University of Toronto, and he is a clinical psychologist. Okay, professor. So they were talking about, but that's why I thought initially they were they were economists because they were talking about the economy on some level, comparing Canada to the U.S. and. There's some metric, because he's Canadian, so it's going to be more pro-Canadian. I, I get that part. Everybody has their perspective. But he said there was some metric, and he cited it, cited the study, I believe, and you'll hear this when you listen to it, that um, Canadians are more, I don't know how you measure this exactly, more entrepreneurial than Americans are right now. And he was, the, and I heard that and went, okay, I'm listening. Why? It had to do with healthcare. 
it had to do with healthcare because they do have national healthcare system. And if you're married or you're not married, or some people get fake married because someone's got healthcare on their side or they don't, or someone doesn't want to get divorced because they're not going to have fucking healthcare coverage, but they've got a great idea to start a business. They quite often make a decision not to do this. Or they, or, or like in, like in my case, I have okay healthcare or health insurance through, right. uh, through the hospital. But if I left, I lose that. Yep. And and if you want to do something it, entrepreneurial, I guarantee. Yeah, it, no, it, that it, makes perfect would sense. Would that not I be guess. true to you that some of the decisions of your not being an entrepreneur or whatever it might, we've talked about different things for you, is because of healthcare? That's the number one reason. Boom. Probably, number two reason. That's what probably. he was saying, and I went, "Holy it, shit! It, he, it, he might. This might be right." I don't. I I don't know. I don't. I'd have to see some numbers for Canada. I I see we I see where. There's a huge paradigm shift in employment in the United States where people are starting more businesses. Now, that's I don't. True. I, in my that's my perception. Now, that could just be because I'm in my mid 30s and a lot of people that are starting business businesses are 25 to 45. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? That could very well be. Not there's not a ton of people out there that are starting a brand new business at 45. Right. There's also not a lot of people out there that are starting a brand new business at 21 years old. Right. That's not to say that those people don't exist. I'm sure that, but I think the the demographic is right there in the middle. That's just here so in the United States. So you're seeing more. Of so it. maybe I'm maybe I'm just more aware of it. It's like how people say that the world, oh, the world's worse than that. I'm like, no, the it's world, is, it's been everything yeah. is everything is getting better and has been for about 40 years. We're just more aware of the bad shit. You know what? I think there's less crime right now, and I'm not. Do we talk about this? Oh be- no, because of porn. Oh okay. I th- I thought I I thought we were gonna go the we direction. Got rid of the something the in the some people so, don't have so, to go to theaters to whack off anymore. Oh, yeah, like you don't, yeah. You, porn is free and all these guys that are all amped up on testosterone or whatever, pissed off at the world. Cause what you would do is you go out and, and try to pick up women at a bar when you were single. If you couldn't do that, you get in a, you know, fuck it, man. We didn't pick any chickens. Go get in a fight. You know, then you, yeah, that, that was the second option. Yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah. what, uh, lift dicks, not trucks. Right. Right. So you go, you couldn't pick any quote, <laughs> So you went and got in a fist fight with somebody, you know? Yeah, no, it so, makes perfect sense. So I, I have a, that's part of my. I'm, I thought you were going to go down the road that I normally go down with that, which, which is, is. Do you ever watch Freakonomics or read yeah, Freakonomics? Yeah, well, I have to listen to the podcast. So the Freakonomics, that like the original book, they yeah. there's a whole chapter in there that just pissed off lots of people, but they have the hard data to back it up. That there is a very very strong correlation with the reduction in the the, the crime rate uh, plummeting after Roe versus Wade. Oh shit! Okay. So what you have is a lot of uh, pregnancies that are no that were that didn't that didn't that were unwanted pregnancies that were never that never produced offspring. Okay. Well, if you figure twenty years after Roe v. Wade, when 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 kids are getting about to the age not kids but youth, so to speak, twenty years after Roe v. Wade is nineteen ninety three, and about nineteen ninety is where they started seeing uh, the plummeting. Crime, and that's about where, if you look at the graph, it just fucking shoots because down. A certain, violent a certain, crime, certain age range that, yeah, and usually it's males. Yeah, it, there are. Sorry, there are differences apparently between men and women. I hate to really say that, but apparently there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently there are, and there's far more males and, and, and with violent crimes than there are women. And it's and it's also, I mean, a lot of it has to do with race and whatnot. But sure. you. Uh, Testosterone, However, is it not testosterone or not? Yeah, is no, it's totally testosterone. Okay, so there if you, you go. No matter how you want to fall on that abortion debate, and I don't really give a shit where you stand, and you don't have to tell me, you can pick at me all you want, but I don't give a fuck. You cannot argue with those facts. Yeah. That crime went down. Drug, n- not drug use, but drug, uh, what do they say? Uh, 
I love Freakonomics for a- this reason. Or... It wasn't drug abuse. It was like, uh, dr- well, obviously drug overdoses, but dr- crimes, drug dealing is what it came down to. Okay. Drug dealing in the inner cities, urban areas went down because you didn't have the youth there to support the market. So it ah. slowly, dr- like dangerous the drug use. The demand went down went, because the people were, yeah, fewer people so were you there. Had less, uh, excuse fewer. me. Few, God damn it. I was going to correct myself, Sorry, Paul. I'll do it. You have go fewer ahead. people living in the urban cities, right. and that's why you see more suburban drug use, which uh-huh. is what we have now, which is opioid, the opioid yay, epidemic. Yay, white people. Hey. They're bringing up the, bringing up the rear. So uh, yeah, no, more, more like yay, pharmaceutical industry pieces of shit. Those are the people. You hey, know they, froth. Bringing up the rear, I thought of froth. Froth. And then, and then, but froth that, is not a good but, word. But froth could be a good way if it's a froth on a cup of beer. Yeah, but I did. I no, I don't like froth. And that's a head. How about froth on a, like or if it's a frothy? hot cocoa? It's like it's blended up and it's bubbly. That's froth. But now froth is because it's like Santorum, right? The, the frothy. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of a Santorum. For those of you out there that don't know who Rick Santorum is, he's a giant piece of shit. Right. And the gay community about 20 years ago named a term the the uh, it's a it's a, a combination of fecal matter, um, ass lubrication. juice, and lubricants that comes from anal sex, and they called it Santorum. They, they, yeah, they and they hashtagged it and they got it going so that if you Google oh. Santorum now. That for, term comes I, up in I urban. Think, I think maybe he paid Google a lot of money to be the top hit, but the top hit used to be the Urban Dictionary like definition of Santorum. Yeah. But that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard, and then that piece of shit started thinking about running for some for president. He lost probably because of this. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was fucking Santorum. So, he lost a gay vote. So I'm trying to think that... So the word froth now is not a good term. I don't right? like froth. Not a good word. I, I don't... I don't I'm just bringing it, it up. It just doesn't sound. It, I don't. It sounds like you're trying to say frost, but then you just can't. It's like froth. We oh, have a lisp. Yeah, froth or frothy. Frothy people that say frothy. It's a bit frothy. Gross. Frothy. Uh, gargle. Is gargle a word? That's that's not a bad word. Gargle. Gar- gargle. Yeah. No, it's not a bad word. Uh, it's. I bet there's some really good words we're not thinking of that are just like knock them out of the park like oh yeah that's a bad it's word it's just a no gross word. word um yeah slim sputum sputum phlegm this is all this is the same thing biolog- like you said it's all biology that's because that's they're it. all kind of gross yeah it's nasty discharge yeah discharge is another one that's also yeah i don't know gross like if, if you had an honorable discharge, what does that mean? If you if you yank yank, boom, that it's was like, an honorable you, discharge. Like, oh my god, that's an honorable discharge. <laughs> that's when you. I think you just named a new sex thing. Oh my god, honorable. Yeah. Di- so what the honorable discharge would be? Uh, yeah, yeah the, you, the Cleveland steamer, the honorable discharge, or the the, the, the cat, the, <laughs> the br- fucking rusty trombone. <laughs> <laughs> the honorable discharge. <laughs> what would let's let's the honorable let's, discharge? Let's think of the act of the honorable discharge. What would it be? What's when you have blue balls, but also have um, like a kidney infection? So when you come, it's red, white, and blue. How about if you're? Can about, you ha- fucking recognize the brilliance that's that I just f- came red, up white, with? Honorable, honorable red, white, and blue. Honor, I get it. Honorable discharge Yay. when you have a kidney oh. infection and you have blue balls, and you come, and it's red, white, and blue. That, that was kind of almost genius. And so. scene. Have a good night, everybody. I was kind of thinking, I was more of the, if they were two virgins having sex, that would be an honorable discharge. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's It's like two people that waited until yeah. they got married. And they were and really, truly in love, like never happens anymore. I mean, capital L love. How how true is true? I mean, how often is really, really no, the no, true love? No, I'm with you. I'm Does, with you on that. It doesn't really, it's so minor. It's, it's an it's, honorable I bet it's discharge. In, I bet it's in single digits. You, you took... 
sorry. Single digits what? Lo- the percentage of people that are truly in real love, real, whatever the fucking love, it, you know yeah. what I mean? Capital L love. Yeah. Not this small L love. I bet single digits. Damn. That, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I hate to sound, I'm not being negative. I'm trying to be practical here. Oh, I'm just, you, I'm just thinking. That's a little negative, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's probably, I bet it's in the teens at the most. Oh, I bet it's, it's barely double digits. Okay. 12%. If you really, if you got people either good and drunk or shoot them, shoot them up with something, some sort of truth serum, and they were like, oh, I'm, not really, I'm not really that. You don't want to kill them. Oh. Uh, you want the data, but then they die as a result. That's right. solid data. You want the solid data, but you don't want them to ruin that. Right. Uh, no, I bet, I bet if you could get it out of people, because I don't think a lot of people would want to admit to that. The real honest answers. They, I mean, the real gut-wrenching shit that you don't really want anybody else to fucking know. Right, the, the, the stuff, the... Was it Jack Nicholson says, uh, uh, deep down where in, in, you know, in that place where you don't talk about at parties like that, that, that stuff. Yeah. And think about, because they say the only real place you can do that. Well, that's what people use the, the Catholic, the, you know, the whole confessional confession thing. thing yeah. yeah. And that is kind of like your therapist. If you have one, they say that's the only, cause you think about how, and I, again, I don't remember how often we have these conversations, if it was another show or not, but it's, it's, you can't say everything to all your people that you know for example there are things that you and i are probably never going to talk about okay okay I, I don't honest, talk, I, I, yeah no it's it's fine <laughs> i don't want to talk about the polyp on your ball like, i don't yeah. i don't well I'm you fine. just did thank you Shit, i appreciate sorry that. i know ball I polyp. violated polyp that's a word <laughs> polyp that, and again polyp is not a good word another medical term. tumor not oh, a good not a good no. word. that's good that's bad um, i mean yeah synesthesia no that's actually kind of a cool word so so um and if you were married, th- there are things. Are, you, are we okay with the board? We yes. With that? Okay. Stop. When I look down at the board, I don't need you to comment no, on it. It's like it. looking at your watch. Like, are you going to shut up now, Paul, or what? That's it's what not. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not thinking that. I was just okay. checking the time. Okay. For our dear listeners, we should have another break coming up here shortly, maybe. But anyway, um, hmm. Look at the time. Hmm. Um, hmm. The um, yeah. And if you were married, or had a boyfriend or girlfriend, there's probably certain things you should not talk about with them, also. There are probably certain topics you shouldn't broach. Maybe I don't know about shouldn't. Won't is more is more won't. a better way okay, to say won't. it. Okay, won't because I feel like you should be completely open. Okay. If you're if you're not able to be completely open in a relationship, not an open relationship, but open in your relationship about you know fears and desires and sure things that bother you and that's, stuff like that, then that's that's that's, I, that's a true. Good I think relationship. that's in the true L love thing. If yeah. you're really going to be open and. It, but fuck it, man. You've got to have, I mean, both people got to be in. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't you, just be one-sided. You can be one person who's got this certain kind of soul that really wants to share everything, their most inner demons, their bad shit, their bad thoughts, their good thoughts. And you can't have the other person going, oh, please share with me everything. Oh, my God. This has happened to me before, too, where someone really wants to know really what you're thinking or what's going on in your mind. So I decided to fucking let him know. Uh-oh. Now, it didn't, it didn't have nothing to do with them. How, is that person still in therapy? <laughs> no. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with them, but it was a, it was a situation that was just really unpleasant, and, it, and then they knew something, whatever. Oh, please. And they, they beg you, right? They want to know you. Yeah. I want to know you. Tell me what, what's really going on, and then eventually you'll... They break you down, not break you down, but it's like, okay, here it is. There it is. Guess what? That changes everything. It does. It, yeah. It, and, you know, has this ever know. happened to you? Something similar to this? Uh, not, well, it didn't happen immediately, but it was, it was, you know, just, uh, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and it was it was it was, you know it was re- fairly recent in the past few years. Yeah, and you just kind of opened up about it, and that person just was just way too immature on the inside to 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 deal with what I was dealing with, and it and it took me a few years to get to the point where I could I kind of forgave them for what right. they did, quote unquote, to me, and I kind of forgot how un, how much I unloaded on them mm-hmm. because of going through such a tough time, and they weren't prepared for it, and it's not fair to them. It's not great for me, but it definitely wasn't fair to okay, them. Okay, it's not fair, but if someone really but wants they, to be, she kept asking. Yeah, and right. then so I did. It's not her fault because you can't. That's not the right word, but it's like, okay, what are we going to do? You can't really place blame on the person. No, like, you can't. It's kind of like a, what is the thing that you know your stereotypical guys do when they get into a relationship? They ask about the exes. Yes, and if you're not mature enough to you handle really the fact that yeah, your you lady ask. has probably had sex with a bunch of people before you, yep. if you can't handle that. Yep. If you're not mature enough to handle that. That woman, had, and, and actually, it should go both ways. But it's I, I don't know. Like I don't know if I've ever heard. I've I don't think I've ever heard of a like in a heterosexual like quote unquote normal relationship. I've never heard the woman complain about the guy having been with a bunch of women yeah, because or, there's that stereotype. That, or or if if, if they do, they don't openly complain about it. Maybe they keep it inside and they're not happy about it. But they don't really make it known. Like that's but, bullshit. And you were fucking yeah, the but horn dog. It, like just because it bothers you doesn't mean you have the right to to judge somebody. Correct. It's like just because you're offended doesn't make you right. Right. You can be offended yeah, over there in the fucking. What's corner. the Pulp Fiction question? If you don't, if you, if these things make you uncomfortable, then you should cease to ask. You should, the, you should or, cease to ask the fucking questions you don't want the answers to. Right. Right. Um. The and and that's what they ask you know that's that's kevin smith talks about that in one of his movies and he talks about how and it was directly from his life Mm -hmm. he's like yeah i made the stupid mistake things were perfect eight months nine months ten months go down right about the year mark i made the stupid fucking mistake that most guys make and i ask about the exes and it pissed me off yeah well don't ask the question if you can't handle the answer here's what's interesting is why we've all done this i assume a little bit on some level and i can't i'm not even going to think about whatever but why why would you ask anyway in other words why is it where, where does that come from what are you, are you looking to have your balls kicked and be disappointed and be upset is are you I, wanting this i have no idea i i know that i've done it i know that i didn't react great but i know that i didn't freak the fuck out yeah. and i've never really freaked the fuck out because i'm sorry but like i it just doesn't. It doesn't bother me. It's one of those. Why are you looking back when you should be looking forward with this person? Correct. So, and so the, why would you judge the person? So the right. So the question is, why would you? I'm not, why even I'm, ask? Why even ask? Yeah. Well, if they if they've had sex with 38 people or whatever, and you've had sex with 50, now now is, it a, is this a competition? Is this a wait a minute? Women aren't supposed to do that, really. Women like sex too, from what I understand. And right, and so from, what, from what I hear, yeah, on the interwebs, women also <laughs> like sex. So so where. Again, there is no answer. I'm just saying, where does that come from? We've all asked questions that we really don't want the answer to. Why does the human being want to do that? Maybe maybe because they're on the off chance that you're going to hear something that you weren't expecting. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. In a good, I, way, in I, a good way for you or just something I, really titillating? I, I, no, I think it – no, no. I think, I, I, think it, I think a lot of it goes back to the fact that there's a stereotype with men having to be masculine and having to do this and having to do that because there's these gender roles – and it's horse shit. It's absolute fucking hogwash. It's, and it's something that gets ingrained in our heads f- since essentially since birth. And the same thing goes for women. But like Julie and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago about how it's absolute like women treat the, the, the stereotype is that women treat other women like shit mm-hmm. and always do. And, and that but that's because that competition is fostered basically from birth. 
Mm-hmm. And it's stupid. To compete it's, for it's a guy, like ultimately. You, yeah, com- compete for a guy, to compete for money, to compete for a job, to mm-hmm. compete for independence, keep, compete for attention from men, from women, whatever. But that they have to compete with each other, and that's not really how it should be. And men are the same way. But the thing about men is, is that we're not born stoic. That's a bullshit construct. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's like that comedian years ago. I, I, it always sticks with me for some reason. He, he's like, you know, uh, the the stereotype, the public general stereotype is that, um, women are the romantic ones and men are the stoic. The men that are mm-hmm. going out and bringing the meat back, and yeah. the woman gets to cook. Until it. right now, that's not it, the case. It's not the case. And, and and the that comedian goes on to say, it's almost the opposite. It's completely the fucking opposite. Yep. Because women are the ones that, for some reason, somehow can get hyper focused and they can put all aside all this other bullshit to concentrate on that task that has to be done or somebody's going to die. And mm-hmm. I swear to God, that comes from being able to carry a child and protect a child. In Probably a so. Yeah. I am biologically back in that lizard brain we've talked about. I think that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. I got a text that's message. Your phone. I know. Uh-huh. Wow, God damn it. Um, uh, wait, I'll, go ahead. That comedian goes on to say, and I've ta- I've told people this before. I'm sure people on this podcast have all heard me say this. Um, that you know, men are the ones that go. If I if I don't get together with her, like I, my life will end. I I have to be with her. I have to uh, spend the rest of my life with her. She's the one for me. She's perfect. She's this, she's this. She's that. And that's how women will talk about shoes. Now I realize that's a kind of a it's kind of a sexist statement if you think about it. But it it, but it also puts a certain level of truth in that statement. With men, because men talk about women like that. They might, but they're talking about it like talking about women like that to the wrong fucking people. They're talking Correct. about it to their dude friends that Correct. are going to be like, oh man, she's just a bitch. They're shopping right now. Why don't you go shoes. fucking talk to her and tell her right. that? So, but anyway. And, and to, 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 to buttress, buttress. Buttress, buttress is a terrible word. That is a it's fucking not a bad buttress. buttress. No. No, it's like, a, it's like <laughs> half good. <laughs> to buttress this, um, the fact is, I believe this is a fact, we can look this up, that it has to do with men kind of being more emotional, shall we say, or attached in some ways than women are, that what's the deal? When you're married for X number 20, 30, 40 years, and you kind of are in love-ish, and the woman dies, boom, the, the man goes. It, the, man, on, the man goes. Honestly, my, my grandmother died in 1996. Mm-hmm. My grandfather lasted until 2002, and I'm I'm we're still shocked that he lasted. Okay, but that's that not. Long. Is it true that it's not normal it's, that way? It's, it's not normal. It's not normal. We were all very, very, very shocked. We just kind of assumed that he was going to go shortly after, and he was, you know, six years older than her, something like that, five years older than her. So, it yeah. Someone it, can look on, up the data. I, I bet on it, the whole, I, I bet it's almost a, the vast majority I, of I'm, men will kick pretty much after their wife does, yeah, or their partner, than a woman. Right, would and it. I mean, there's my, there's my, also the. I, I, I you know, my father died a handful of years ago, and I swear to you, right now, Alice is doing okay. She has her girlfriends for support, and they go out traveling and all this kind of stuff. And she, um, you know, it was a rough time for all of us, but she's really doing, and I think she's doing fairly well. I am telling you right now, if something happened to Alice, my father outlived her. I don't. I honestly could not see him. He would be sitting over in a chair right now, kind of hovering because yeah. he didn't have anything else to do because he yeah. didn't know what else to do because she was keeping the shit together. So, does that mean that men are weak? It doesn't. In that case? It doesn't. Make, I don't know what that means. I, I don't know. I don't know what. what it means. How would you word that or phrase? I, that? I have. I have no idea. But I'd it's say different. Men, men are more dependent. 
Yeah. More, more, men are more codependent. Which than, is funny because that's on, the opposite of what the guy was just talking about. The right? stereo- the men are supposed to be strong and go out and forge and that's the a typical, new country. That's and, a typical fucking male stereotype that gets pushed out there. Mm-hmm. It's that stupid gender role that gets put in there. It's like um, the same along the same lines of what you were just saying is the uh, that's why uh men aren't men are taught from 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 the time they're young boys you don't talk about your feelings you don't talk about these things that are wrong with you you don't talk about that's why it's five times more common for men to commit suicide than it is for women Uh you know and that's very because of because they are told don't you only pussies talk about their feelings Uh no Dead people are the ones that don't but, talk about their feelings. But there are women that I we all know that that want, and they, they say this, they say this, and is this a part of the how they're raised in society? They want a man to be strong. They want a man to be the man, and they want they want to be able to lean up against some money, and they want them to be the strong person. I've I've heard this, which is cool, man. Recently, that's, it's whatever you're into. Okay, so but but by that same token, you have to accept those women have to accept the reason, or you have to accept that that the consequences. Of that stoic male compartmentalization, bottling up feelings, pushing them down, turning them into rage is where abuse comes from. It's where substance, where physical abuse mm-hmm. and verbal abuse comes from. That's where you get a lot of substance abuse problems because they're trying to deal with shit. Oh. So they or might just be, clam they, up completely too, and they won't they won't, they won't share won't, their feelings nope. at all. And those are the people that one day they go, "Wow, I can't believe he drove his truck into oncoming traffic. I never no, saw it coming." Weird. Yeah. Like, no, you never saw it coming because he never talked about anything. So, so now back, back up a little bit when you were saying, and I express this also that someone would say, they want to know God, what's going on in your brain. So you really want to carve open my brain and you really want to know what I'm thinking really. And then you said you did it once it kind of hurt the situation. It, 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 it wasn't that I, uh, yeah. Cause I, she was like, listen, I, I really need you to talk to me. And I was like, I don't think you want to know what's going on in my brain. And she's like, no, I really do. And, and I, now I, they want to know more because when the, you say that, it's like a big TV got shut off. The beer got set down and, and, and then I, and I just kind of let it all flow out over the course of probably 90 minutes. And at the end of it, I ended up, instead of staying there that night, I went home because I could tell she was just really uncomfortable. Yep. And, uh, and it was, I mean, it was, it, it's not like it was the, the next week. You know, it didn't like dissolve, just, yeah. and, and like it, a night of title card that comes up says uh, seven days later, and it's just us breaking up. That's not that's not how that happened. Sure, but I could tell that there was before that conversation and after that conversation were there two different, go. two very I, different. It's the same things happen things. to me now, um, and I don't, I don't, I don't. There hasn't really been a woman that I've known in person or data that's wanted to open or opened up in that way that I did also. So. So here's the thing. So now, now you, that happened to you. It's happened to me. It's happened to a lot of guys probably. And now it's affected their, either their marriage or that relationship on some because there was a before and there was an after. Right. So now we know, you know that, you know that that affected it. I know it affected it. How is that going to be the next time it comes up? I'll still do it. Okay. There you go. I'll still do it. But it uh, can affect uh, people that go on. They're going to be, now they're going to be a little more trepidatious. Because God, do I want to say really what I fucking think? Well, but wait a second. On the off chance, see, this is how I look at it. It's, a, it's, a, it's like that glimmer of uh, pessimism shining through the sea of shitty cynicism that is normal. I mean, optimism. optimism I'm yeah. sorry. Um, it, pessimism through the sea of Yeah, that's how it really yeah, is. Yeah, that's it. Pessimism like, through the shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but a shit show all the way through. Fuck, that's all it is. Fucking Freudian slip. <laughs> Freudian. Freudian. That's a that's a good Freudian. word. Freudian. Freudian. Flatulence. We are talking about flatulence. Flatulence. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so uh, the sea of or the glimmer of hope through a through that sea, sea of cynicism. Of, I I still I still 
have hope that if I opened up to somebody, if I was in a relationship with somebody and they asked me to open up or I felt comfortable enough telling them those things and they didn't judge me for it and we became stronger and that person opened up to me, that's how you build something that's going to last forever. Oh, Joe. No, I, I still have, I don't, I know, right? I, oh no, that's not really how it is. Actually guys, what I do is cocaine and prostitutes. But you are you are correct. There is, and even I'm older than you are, obviously. But he, but he, why is it obvious? Why do you always fucking say that? Because be, I think to everybody, because you were because, because we I talk was about different shit on this show, and it's a little bit different. Because I was like about a month old when you graduated high school. Fudge <laughs> factory, fudge factory, fudge factory, mm, fudge sickle, fudge, fudge, fudge packing. Is that that's that's not one word? Please don't say fudge packing. Don't fucking do that. But that's not a word. That's two. Is that, is that it's a, a hyphen? Com, it's a compound word. I don't know, man. <laughs> fudge packing. Why don't you? <laughs> Can you imagine being Sorry. the guy who packs fudge at the um, <laughs> or the at the fudge factory? <laughs> now I'm thinking of the fudge factory. Oh, there's a real fudge. I, Is like, there a gay bar called the Fudge Factory? Oh my God! <laughs> Why would you do that? It's right up there with the the clam jam. It's fu- it's funny because cl- Fudge Factory is alliteration, and we all know kind of what the but clam jam is not alliteration, but still funny. And uh, anyway. So what I'm saying is this. <laughs> like the time the girl, the woman told me I was beaver damming her. And I was like, excuse me. She's like, yeah, I was I was hitting on that girl. It was at, it was at a gay bar. And I was like, I know that girl. And she's straight and she's going to hurt you. Oh, yeah, she maybe, was maybe, all over me. She, she wasn't. She was, maybe she wanted to experiment, but I knew her and I knew it was going to be a bad situation. Seriously? I mean, yeah, really, she's you... a bad drunk. So I. Oh, I stepped in and was like hey how you been i haven't seen you for a while what are you doing was she mad and then you I, your friend was she mad your at you friend was pissed at first and she called it beaver damming as opposed to <laughs> cock blocking and i was like beaver damming is That's the hilarious. best and then same woman we went out to some we were at some some gay bar i we were i know we we're in phoenix and she goes God, it's a hell of a clam jam in here tonight, boys. And I was like, oh, my God, a clam jam sauce. Now I know why I hang around this person. Beaver jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's absolutely brilliant with words. Yeah. Now, anyway. I was going to say that, um, so I believe it or not, you know, I am, we, we're, we're all cynics. We, you and I are good cynics. You know, we're proud yeah. cynics. I'm a practicing cynic. Right. So so there is, but there still is, I still have these little thoughts, these fleeting thoughts like you're talking about. I don't really fantasize or dream about it, but I just kind of sometimes wonder you look at someone else's relationship and you think it's ones that we know that are really probably pretty solid and you just wonder what that's like because most, unfortunately, most people that we know are suffering through or have suffered through shitty relationships, divorces, all this kind of stuff or they're married and unhappy now to the nth degree. You know, they're just... To knock it out of the park on the first try yeah, is and, so rare. And so you kind of wonder and I still wonder if or what that's like to really be with someone that's really kind of into you that the same level you are with them. And you know, it's going to, and you just know in your heart and in your head, this is going to work because you know that you are willing to put work into it and they have conveyed to you enough and convinced you well enough and say the capital T truth that, yeah, I'm going to work on this too. Whatever, whatever rough roads we go through, I'm with you. We're a team. We're, we, we're a team. We back each other yeah, up. And we're all moving that. through yeah. this life together. You know, it's us. I, I haven't experienced that yet. I just wonder what it's like. And um, I know the odds are slim, but you still think about it a little bit. I go, God, that would be really fun. And then I have to go to work or do something else. And it kind of goes away, but I still do. Yeah. You were kind of thinking you still are optimistic. I'm not saying that I'm optimistic and think it's going to happen for me, but I wonder what it's like, you know. So I, I at least I think about it. 
Right. You know? Well, I mean, to the point what, what we were talking about of opening up to somebody and then them going, no, I can't, this guy, this person's fucking nuts. Yeah, that guy needs to, to be them, away. Right. Them rejecting you because of it. Because you opened up. That, that, that's the, bad. The reason why I look at it, uh, why I don't look at it as cynical as, as that as I do other things is because if I don't, let's say I, oh, okay, so you have, you, have, you, you get, you're in a relationship and the person asks you, and I, like, what's, what are you thinking about? I'm like, really? You want to know? Like, yeah. You tell them and then they judge you for it. There's two different ways you can go. You can mm-hmm. never open up to another person ever again. Yep. And then be shitty and it'll be awful. And if you've been through an awful relationship, you don't fucking want to do it again. You'd rather be alone. Especially if it's happened unhappy. sequentially several times in yeah, a row. Yeah, right. Like, why would you want to even. Put yourself through it again. So if you're going to be miserable or if you're going to do something, might as well choose something that has a potential positive outcome instead of the guaranteed negative outcome. Right. So it's it, it honestly, it goes back to this guy. I never actually met him. He was a, a friend of a friend who told, and the friend is was my old roommate told me this guy is his first date with his wife. Who is he'd been with his wife? I don't know. Maybe at that point it might have been thirty years. Something like that. it was a long stretch of time. And uh, he'd asked him, you know, they were all sitting around had a lunch break or something, and said, you know, talking about first dates. And the, uh, he asked, got to the older guy, and so what was about your first date with your wife? And he goes, we went out to the movies, went to dinner, um, came back to my house, and decided to hang out. We're going to watch some TV. I sat down, she sat down, and I turned to her and said. Uh, do you want a beer? And she goes, yeah, that sounds good. And he's like, well, so do I. Would you mind getting me one? (laughs) Now, he wasn't being a dick. He was just showing the absolute potentially, like potentially like his attitude toward I want her. And you have to understand this is the 60s. Sure. Probably at this point, 60s, early 70s. It was a little different time. He wasn't treating her badly. He was treating her how he would treat his wife. And if that's who you are, be who you are. So it was kind of a so test. He was, it was a test, and he was okay. being completely honest with her okay. that you know when 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 and if a few years down the road we get married, and I'm the 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 sole breadwinner, and I'm working at a factory for forty or fifty hours a week, and you're at home either raising the kids or whatever. When I come home, I would love to have a beer brought to me because I'm fucking exhausted, and I'm dirty, and I'm tired, and. I know there's all the feminists out there; they're gonna fucking hate me for this. But being the guy was honest in the very beginning. If he was, sure. if more people were just honest in the very beginning sure. about how about their expectations, those two worked together for years. I re, I met their kids. I never met met the woman. I never met the guy. But I met the kids. Raised kids properly. They're good people. As far as I know, they're still together. That dynamic worked, and it's all based off of honesty in the beginning. Well, that, and it's that, like you're not. It's like all the. All the bullshit <clears throat> drops and you go, okay, this is everything out on the table. If either person can't handle everything out on the table. Early on. Then early on, then yeah. fucking do it. Yeah. It's, it, again, the the other example is the, and I've told Portia this before. She needs to be, she, and she does it. She's pretty good about it. If you go, you know, you pick up the girl, you got the date, lock both doors, you go up, you come out, you un, uh, pick her up at her house or parents' house or whatever. You unlock the passenger door, you open it up, she gets in, you shut the door, and you walk around the back. And if she doesn't lean over to unlock the door, or at least make an effort to, mm-hmm. take her somewhere, someplace cheap and don't don't ever take her out again. Because she's not thoughtful enough. That's And that's from a Bronx tale. It's an old, it's okay. an old movie. But I love that 
but my grandfather gave me that same spiel when I was about 16 or 17. And he's like, if you need to find somebody who's just as caring and thoughtful as you are. Or close. Because you don't want to yeah. be one-sided. You don't want to be the one that's always right. bringing flowers, always cooking dinner, always bringing chocolates and all this stuff. If it's not reciprocated, then why the fuck are you doing yeah, it? It's got to be somewhere in the same kind of ballparkish. Yeah. I remember my uh, my stepmother flew for a Delta flight attendant and didn't fly. My father was a Delta captain. And, of course, when she was still working, he was still working. And she would like her certain martini, and he would like a certain drink like that. They both took care of each other. I remember you know, she would come back from work. She would take a shower or a bath, and he would have her drink. He knew what she liked, and he would have it ready for her. Yeah. Every fucking time That's almost. thoughtful. And, he, and he would, she would do the same thing for him. Because people would kind of, they would come over, they would see her doing it for him, and they go, oh, this is traditional, whatever. And I'm going, you know, it's not true. They, they just, they, it was they just, both did shit for each other. Right, exactly. And that's and, how it should be. And it's exactly how it should be. And I, I hear people in 2017 in these shitty relationships that they have, and it's just not like that at all. And I'm thinking, that's not what I saw. I wasn't trained that way. Now, granted, my parents were divorced when I was a kid, and that didn't work, whatever reason, you know, whatever. So... But I did see that, and so you've you've got to be you have to kind of want to, if you really care for someone, you these things aren't hard to do. It it should please you as much as it pleases them to make them a drink. That's absolutely true. Period. Yeah, you should both get some level of enjoyment out of it. Ain't that the way it is with most people that I know now? It's just when they're in the again, most people aren't. Ha- it's a horrible thing to think, but most people are not happy in their relationships, their situations. But yeah. if you are that. Caring, it's 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 so much more fun if you can find someone, you know, and it's rare that it happens, like I said, but if it's it really makes this little journey through life fucking doable. Yeah, there you go. And tolerable. Tolerable. And being able to weather those things. Right. Should we take another break? Yeah, let's take it. Well, we want uh, we want to really just regale these people anymore. No, here's the problem. This was a heavy topic. I want to take a break and then come back with a lighter topic for just a right, handful. We're going to tell, tell you some know what I'm jokes. saying. We can't just truncate it right here and bam. Oh, by the way, I have to uh, say I am not endorsing not your father's vanilla cream ale because it's fucking terrible. Okay, I I drank one of those on the last break I, and I bought, uh, my I that. stomach is upset. I think from all the sugar. Okay, I I bought that. Uh, just I just pulled it off the shelf. You know why mm-hmm. I bought it? Because I, I like that, I'll be honest, I was a slave to the label, and oh. it kind of sounded kind of cool. I never heard anything about it at all. They, they make root beer. That was the first major product they came out with was an alcoholic root beer. That's basically what that... And, and this, oh, is, the no, cream, this is the cream, vanilla, vanilla cream, cream ale. And yeah. it's just bad. It's, yeah. It's, would, would someone like it, do you think, that likes sweet stuff? Or, probably, using, or just bad? Probably. If I was a 21-year-old sorority girl, then I probably okay. would like it. But what if your expectations, because you're a beer guy and you brew beer, and, you, and that's where your expectations are... What if they weren't like if your expectations weren't for a nice uh, hoppy thing or a porter? You know what? And even when I was just like drinking just shitty, boring beer, uh, mm-hmm. you know, eight, ten years, twelve years ago, whatever, um, I still didn't like the sweet stuff like Smirnoff Ice and Mike's okay. Hard Lemonade. But I know that there's a market for it because otherwise they wouldn't sell the fuck out of this. So stuff. You think somebody would like? that? I guarantee you, somebody would like that. So, all right, on that note, feel free to try it. Just get your fucking toothbrush ready. All, all right, right, let's let's take a break and right, uh, cool. um, dry our eyes a little bit. Bye. stars are you shining just for me city of stars there's so much that I can't see who knows I felt it from the first embrace I shared with you that 
everything everybody wants There in the bars And through the smokescreen of the crowded restaurants It's love Yes, all we're looking for is love From someone else A rush A glance A time Open the world and send them really a voice that says I'll be here and you'll be alright. I don't care if I know just where I will go, cause all that I need is this crazy feeling I got tapped out of my heart. Think I want it to stay. Are you shining just for me? City of stars You never shine so brightly I do, so I don't care. So let's uh, let's think of a more funny... We have to just apologize. That's what we're going to do. We're going to start apologizing about are, are it. We, we're, we're live. We're already live. Oh, we are? Yeah, we're going to start apologizing for I how deep my, we went. Um, I'm not apologizing. I, I don't, I'm not sorry at all. Well, Joe, I hope you're Joe, not sorry. Joe said that was getting a little bit dark. But that's good that we're getting deep like that. We needed, sometimes you got to dig deep. I think people like relationship talk. You know, and they, they, maybe, they'll, maybe this well, will help someone open up a little bit. I made, uh, I was talking about relationships and inter- interpersonal relationships and whatnot the other day. And... Someone made a comment. Uh, she made a smart, a snarky, shitty comment. Like, well, if uh, if you know so much about relationships, then how come you're single? And I'm like, because I know what does and does not work, and most don't work. And I looked at her. So you're not willing. The guy to be- and the guy she's seeing, and fucking, he laughed. <laughs> she did not fucking laugh. Did not find that funny. And I'm like, I know what works and what doesn't work. That's why I'm single because I know that I don't work well in very many relationships. So I'm smarter than that. So what's interesting is people, and we all know these people that, that know they're about to dive in to a bad situation and they, and they dive in anyway. God damn it. We agreed to talk about something not quite so heavy after the break. Hey, let's talk about the score of the Diamondbacks Dodgers game because I was, <laughs> we were discussing how there should maybe be a run rule. Oh no! In Major League Not Baseball, sports. But, uh, no, I don't want to talk about sports. I, I like talking about bloodbaths. Sure. Uh, because like a route. Uh, like a, a total route. Yeah. Oh my God! Final score thirteen zero. There it is. That's fucking t- terrible. Do you know what it is, Joe? What? Here's the here's I'm gonna I'm gonna crystallize this. I'm gonna boil it down is I hate myself for loving you. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm I totally going to put the saddest, most bullshit songs on our breaks because I listened to one the other day that I forgot about. I don't, li- I don't watch Game of Thrones. I'm not cool enough to do that. I don't really. I'm not really into that either. I've never honest. gotten into. I'm I, now that they're they're you know coming up on like the they just did just finished the second to last season. Maybe I will right watch it leading up to that, and then I'll catch up with the rest of reality. 
But something I came across the other day on Twitter was a video of the cast of Game of Thrones, most of them, sitting just like one guy playing guitar, singing a Tom Waits song that I hadn't heard in forever. Is it an forever. impromptu thing or a planned Im- thing? Totally impromptu thing. Okay. I think they were just playing around jamming and they realized that a bunch of them know that song and love Tom Waits. Oh, okay. And sad uh, old sad magician. Old noob suit. It's, it's definitely one of those songs, uh, but it's it's uh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's it, it's called "I uh, Hope I Don't Fall in Love with You," and it's a great. It's from Closing Time, arguably his best record that he ever made. Yes, and it's an absolutely fucking brilliant song, and the whole cast is singing it, like outside of their trailers, like they're all in costume, like waiting to shoot a scene mm-hmm. or in between scenes or something. And one dude is like, everybody's bored, so he pulls out the guitar. And it was just great. And I'm like, I'm gonna put, I'm putting that song in there. Portia came over and was listening to it, and she's like, Dad, this is the saddest song I've ever heard. I'm like, Oh no, Tom Waits has way sadder. Hang on one second. <laughs> we have yet to dig through his no, this library. Is, this is like a peppy, right. <laughs> a peppy song. By Actually, Tom Waits. I was, I was, uh, I'll talk about a Jewel song here in a second. But there oh, was, uh, no. sorry, I know. Even though she's blonde, every fucking time with the Jewel, I know. Um, no, I was really trying to be funny because that's the Joan Jet hate myself. No, I got you. it. Oh, you did. I got it. Oh, I got you it. Did. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But it's true though. It's it, you. You could you could cover that song and really make it sad. Coffee house, sort of. Uh, hate myself for loving you. You know, you could really just sadden I, it way down. Just acoustic version. Yeah, you really could. I, or you could change just like one word in the song and just make it super dark. Like I cut myself for loving you. <laughs> like just. <laughs> um, even darker than that. I'm not going to go down. I hate myself dark. for cutting you. I, oh. <laughs> I don't know why I'm obsessed with cutting because I'm not a cutter. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, you're I'm, you're I'm talking not, about cutting a lot. I'm not a 17-year-old white girl. I'm so, sorry. So there's a couple of... Um, uh, one of my favorites is Don't, the Jewel song, Don't. Remember I told you she tried to request. She said, any requests out there? And I was what, 20 feet away from her. And yeah, I, like I yeah, just panicked. Just nobody paying attention, like right. just sitting out was, on the lawn or something yeah, in it Atlanta. Was, uh, it was one of the open air. It's a fantastic uh, venue to go. And I saw her twice there. But then she's got this song called Gray Matter. And, of course, Gray Matter is your, 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 your cranium. Right, Joe? I guess. Right, yeah. um, well, in this case, I think is. that's a clinical term is Gray Matter. Yeah. And uh, she talks about how, how she's in love with this guy's Gray Matter. You know, it, uh, anyway, I think that's pretty much how the lyrics go, but it's a fantastic song. And then there are a lot of love songs, right? People, but people scoff at it too. And there are a lot of, eh, it's bullshit, love this. But a lot of women are in that mode. Um, more, I th- I'd say more, more men are in that mode, but don't uh, own up to it. How's correct. that? So now we're back on the same topic. So yeah, let's, let's, let's not, we fuck can away stop. from that topic. God damn it. I, I want to, I want to just do the last segment here about something else. Okay. Have, let's pick a topic or something. Freebird. Okay. I listened to Freebird for the first time all the way through from beginning to end on the way out here today. And I forgot how good that fucking song is because we joke around, hey, Freebird! Like, we right, joke around. Everybody does, yeah. It's, it, it's, 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 it's a quintessential classic rock, rock song, whatever, and it's perfect. It's, it, I personally, maybe it's just because it's not as overplayed for me, but it, I, it's, I think it's up there with Stairway to Heaven. Because just oh, for I like the, it much more than Stairway to Heaven. The, you, do you? Yeah. That fucking song is long too. Like I, I was, I was, uh, was singing along, jamming out in my truck on the way out here, enjoying the storm. Was it on a and, rotation that you had? No, it was, it was just on, on Spotify. I was okay. just listening to some it classic rock up. for whatever reason, and yeah. um, I'm like, oh, god damn it, there's no more vocals in this song, and then there's still like six minutes left of the song. Yeah. And I, 
Those guys what, fucking killed it, man. What like year that was it written? Seventy seven, uh, maybe. Probably, yeah. Somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah. Joe's looking it up. Now. I am looking it up. Do we talk about two of the band members that were killed? They have the last name of Gaines. Yep, brother and sister. He was one of the or the like lead guitar guy. He was like a lead guitarist. He he was one of the lead guitarists. And she, yeah. I think, was um, keyboards. And backup singing, I think. I think she was keyboards. Okay. Fucking the, asshole ran out of gas. That's what it was. A fucking dick. Uh, he mismanages fuel. What is it we were talking about uh, on the way to Havasu last fuel, week? Fuel and weather. Yeah, it's and he fuel had both, management and he weather. He had both. It was shitty weather, and he, oh, he fucking God. fucked up his fuel. I'm, oh, I'm 1973. Sure. Ooh, wow. It was on their first album. I didn't know that. Oh, it was on a couple other albums, actually. Okay. That's I didn't know that they released it. November 1974 was when it was actually released. When, when was the big accident? Hey, where's Doraville? Doraville, Georgia. That's Doraville. They, that, Doraville. That's a. There's a song called Doraville. Oh, is it Skinnerd? Is it no? It's called the from the Atlanta Rhythm Section. ARS Atlanta Rhythm Section. They they, they had a song called Doraville. Hmm. That's where Freebird was recorded. Yeah, the album version of it is nine minutes and eight seconds. Doraville is kind of like a. Really not a suburb anymore of Atlanta because the way it, you know big towns go, but it's kind of a was a suburb ish when I first moved to Atlanta. Um, what was the big accident? The date of the big a- the year of the big accident? I don't fucking know. Hang on. Now we're going down the free bird. Jesus Christ! I think but, Charlie would appreciate this. Uh, I, no, and I think I think a lot of people would appreciate this because I I don't like I I love Leonard Skinner and I always have. It's just something I, I it's something something I one of those bands I grew up listening to and then on my own still enjoyed it had just been forever since i listened to freebird from beginning to end because not i don't know like i don't drive my truck more than nine minutes at a time unless i'm going to vegas or laughlin or something one of my stepmother's flight attendant friends had leonard skinner on the airplane uh years ago on a delta jet in first class and she didn't really know she knew the music you know but she didn't really know so she was a person asked which one is which one's leonard yeah. Which one of you is, oh, for Christ. The one with the curly hair. Look, are you black? No. <laughs> okay. Plane crash. 80, I'm going to say it's 80. If I had to guess, hold on, don't tell me. I'm going to say it's 80. No. Wow, it's in the 70s? I'm going to say 81, 82. Is it 78? Did you smoke lots of weed back then or what? Is it 78? 77. Okay. I don't know why I bumped it up three years. Yeah, I don't know why either. I'm trying to. F- okay, who are the members here? There was a, there was Van a lot. Zandt, Collins, Rostin, King, Steve Gaines. They don't list the other Gaines. They had Steve Gaines there. I don't know what he does. He's a lead guitarist, Dick. You're a lead guitarist. Yeah, I guarantee Steve, Steve Gaines. I guarantee you, she was in it and she was killed. No, I, I have no doubt. Well, those guys had that band was so goddamn big that you right. probably couldn't keep track of who was a touring member and who was this and who was that and who stayed with them and who got knocked up and had to quit. Right. Uh, Joe's doing. Research. I'm sorry, Gary Rossington's the one I was just I was thinking of. He's the oh, yeah, guitar. The Rodney he, Collins. He's man. the he's the right, and he's the only one that's left. And he, I saw him a few years ago. Uh, I saw Skinnerd. Uh, which oh, I can't believe I'm I I went there with a person who doesn't really love music that one of their favorite songs is uh, oh please don't hurt me Joe oh you're gonna hate this 
I think her favorite songs. One of her favorite songs, like top five favorite songs is of she, all time. She, she listen to the podcast? Is she gonna get? No, and I don't give a shit if she does. Okay, go ahead. One of her favorite songs is. I'm proud to be American. Is that really good? Oh what is it? God bless the USA. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. No one you said you're gonna love this. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, so I'm so such a cynic when that song comes on. I am too. It's just it's pandering. It, it is. It's insulting. It but is. If you like the song, fine, blare it. That's fine. Or at it's least just, I know I'm free. Uh-huh. Right, but but her her tastes were relatively boring, and she always called all of my music just uh, weird coffee house crap. Or why would you listen to this? You can't even understand what they're saying. And I'm like, you can't. Why do you listen to Luke Bryan? Vapid excuse. Anyway, we're not going to go off on that. So. Uh, she said, Hey, I've got this, um, you know, I've got these free tickets. Do you want to go see Leonard Skinner in Laughlin? I'm like, yes, there's only like three original members of the band, but I don't give a shit. Sure. So let's go see him. And she's like, yeah, I've never really listened to Leonard Skinner. And I'm like, how can you be, how, like, how can you just say that? What industry was she in where she got uh, free tickets? Uh, it wasn't her. It was a, it was actually a friend of her. Oh, hers that, okay. uh, actually just her and her friend would go to the river all the time and just got, would get comp, just comp, comp tickets okay. all the time. How long ago was this? Four years ago. Oh, okay. About. And uh, we went there, and it, there, the show was phenomenal. They were so good. I was I was digging it. At one point, they played a song, and she's like, huh, I didn't know that they, they played this song. And I was like, you didn't know that Leonard Skinner sang Simple Man? Oh, my fucking God. She honestly, I think I just I, had an angina I, attack. She, yeah, I almost had a vagina attack. I was gonna say angina attack or vagina. What would a vagina attack look like? I, I don't know. Did they I, have well, a, a sword, like maybe teeth, vagina dentata, like to, yeah, plus other implements. Potentially, on the side of it. potentially depends on how angry you make them. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, and she honestly had thought it was somebody like a, like a like a friend of hers had written that song because she had heard him sing it a long time. She goes, and oh, I, look, I, they're covering Simple Man. Is that what she, <laughs> she I think she knew and she was I mean, she was she's not a moron. She just was uninformed, didn't just didn't she just was ill informed. I'm tr- she was ignorant of 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 some of the, the larger hits from Leonard Skinner over the past, you know, 40 years. Which is a bad word because a lot of people hear the word ignorant and they think you, you they don't no, really know. It doesn't it just, mean you're it, stupid. It literally means you didn't know. You can be yeah. ignorant of all sorts of things. Right. I'm ignorant of what it's like to have a period because I don't have a uterus right. and I don't menstruate. Right. I menstruate. That's for you, Portia. Uh, yeah, the, and it was just, it, it, it helped, it kind of ruined the rest of the concert for me, at least for the next few songs, because all I could think about was her not knowing simple, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I in this relationship? But then, uh, I I turned to her and I was like, uh, she goes, I can't believe they haven't played Freebird yet. I'm like, they close out the show with Freebird. They might. She goes, I'm not sure they're going to play it. She straight up fucking said, oh man, what if they don't play it? I'm like, if they don't play it, they're going to burn this fucking place to the ground. That's why they have to play it. Right. I promise you they're playing their biggest, most well-known hit. But that's and then they did. And I said, and she started and I, and I was like, this is going to be at least 14 minutes long. And she's like, nobody plays music that long. It was. Oh, my God, Joe. I'm was, so sorry. I know. I know. Hey, whatever, man. It, Some it, people would think like, like I would hope we're talking about Pink Floyd. I would hope that I would love to hear the, a version of Comfortably Numb that lasts like an hour. That'd be fine by me. Oh, God. Just fingers bleeding everywhere. Oh, yeah, just and how keep, many guitar solos? The, yeah, just going through. <laughs> I wouldn't. Honestly, I could probably listen to that riff and bringing it back. I don't know how many times. Have you ever uh, watched the live uh, um, 
Uh, it's like either DVD or VHS or however you may have watched it. Uh, song remains the same. Led Zeppelin yes. live. Yeah. The version of it's like a forty something minute version of uh, Stairway to Heaven. And they mix in everything. They have a few pop songs like they do at the beginning, right? And then you have half the middle part, and then partway through that quick break, there's a few funk songs. I think there's a chic song that's in there. Like <laughs> I shit you not, there's some disco, there's some funk in there. Yeah. At one point, uh, Jimmy Page is he's playing the Star Spangled Banner. Like, there's all sorts of weird shit, and then they drop back into it and finish out the song. That's fucking phenomenal. Oh, I yeah. love seeing shit like that. Oh, or like yeah. hey, Roger Waters did, like his, he just ran everything together. That concert felt like one whole, one long song with a thirty minute break in the it, middle. It, it kind of did. Yeah, it was, um, and that's the kind of stuff you like to see. It was, it was, fantastic. We talked about um, this might be his final. Who knows if he's gonna go around and tour again? Who knows? Yeah, you know. I'm, if he does, I'm, I'm going. I'm gonna go again. Would like to. There was something else that you were talking about. This, oh gosh, the music. There was a thing I was gonna be bringing. Ah, uh, the up. Leonard Skinner thing. I just, I for, sometimes you forget how much you appreciate a piece, uh, and you have to revisit it. And for whatever reason, it was like a, it was like the, the planets aligned, and I had just enough time because as I was pulling up to the hangar, oh, I don't know was the say. very end of the song. It was like as it was fading out, and I just like let it fade out completely. So I listened to the whole song from beginning to end. Which and I nice, hadn't, you know. it's, it, I hadn't done that in forever because it's like it, Steve, yeah. God bless him. He was at, we're at the thing and he was going to turn that. There was a music song that was playing. He went, oh, it's almost over. I'll it was, just. it was, uh, uh, Peter Frampton from Frampton. Frampton is still alive. I think is the I name sure of was, that, that. No, no, it was a group that there was, they were playing at, at, at the uh, hall, induction. Hall. It was from Frampton still alive. It's his live DVD. That he was playing. He was playing oh, my while my guitar gently weeps. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought it was. A but then he and, and Steve goes. That's probably one of the better versions I've ever heard. And I'm like, no, you need to see the concert for George. That one with Prince. But and then clapping. he was going to turn it off. But he was going to turn it off. Like, you, you better not fucking turn that Bro, off. You I got, How can you turn off that song? I don't know. The fuck. I don't know. Steve. You can't turn off that song. Steve, man, come on. Okay, so you're talking about groups. You know, I hope they play. You know, Freebird. But we maybe we've spoken about this and person before but radiohead doesn't play creep no they do now they, they're back to play oh because they you, didn't for almost 20 years oh my god you have to whether you like it or not you, i think it's great i love that i i, I would s- not but that's one it's a good song it's a i understand it, it's it's a great song but it's and, a good song yeah. and know. so many people identify with it so you have to like you you don't have to play it and you don't have that responsibility to your fans even though a lot of bands say that you don't have to do shit of course you don't but People get pe- people kind of want to go and see that. It's like David Spade had this bit that he did on. What, remember the Hollywood Minute? Yes, on uh, SNL. And, and he, he talks about it. He's like, "Let's take a minute and talk about bands that don't play the songs we want to hear." Went to see uh, Big Country. They didn't play Big Country. <laughs> pure balls, ladies and gentlemen. Pure balls. You know how you know when you need to go and get a go and get a beer when the Rolling Stones go. Here's one off our new album. That's when you go and get your beer. It, but. I respect the fuck out of like um, uh, a year. I mean, this is going back a long ways, fifteen years. About uh, Papa Roach, mm-hmm. the one big hit, their first big hit was uh, 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 Last Resort, and they got tired of playing it. Man, they got. T- I get it, man. And you I don't, don't want to be him. a one hit wonder. And there, there. I think it was. Uh, it wasn't quite fifteen years ago. They were on their like third album, and people did not want to hear their new music. The crowd was kind of getting shitty, and they they played. A bunch of shit that only people who had listened to their stuff from before, before their like before their first full album came out, they didn't even play stuff 
they didn't play any of their hits. They just played really weird deep cuts and shit you'd only know if well, you had like being a promo a passive aggressive. I it think. is very passive aggressive. And you know what song they didn't play? They're like, "Thank you, good night." And the the crowd is just like, "Oh, they must be coming back out for an encore." Uh-huh. Nope. Those guys were on the fucking bus and leaving. Wow. And never play Last Resort. And wow. I was just like, that's fucking great. Even though I kind of, I would like to hear that song. I like that song and I was a fan. But I respect the fact out of the, you know, the I just respect the fact that they said, no, f- fuck you guys. We're making this shit. We realize you came here to, to hear this one song, but we have other shit that we do too. Right. I respect, I kind of respect that kind of fuck you attitude. Eh, but, I I'm, I but if I were to go see, you know, well, if I were to go see, Roger Waters and he didn't they don't play, play Comfortably Numb or Wish You Were Here. It, it, literally any of the songs that I wanted to hear, I would have been fucking pissed. Right. And said, all right, well, uh, here's uh, we're, I'm doing only stuff for my solo albums. Like, dude, only Paul Gaines and Chris Lay give a shit about your solo <laughs> albums. No one Pros else gives a shit. I've got to play that one on the vinyl for uh, Chris at some point. It's not that great. I'm just, I'm I know kid. it's not that great. I, it, I know it's okay. It's it's like the I feel like the only people out there that do well on solo albums are Beatles and 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 honestly, only George Harrison. Yeah. Uh, was it All Things Must Pass? That is the absolute best solo oh, album no, he's got that good, anyone's yeah. ever done ever ever. I think I may have that. I know my father you do. had it. I do, don't I? Yeah, yeah. I've I've yeah. listened to it. Yeah. On vinyl. On vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's it's a, and it's a triple album. So if you don't put out yeah. a triple album, you are fucking failing. You will never be as good as George Harrison. That's right. Are we done? Um, I don't know. Are we done? I don't know. We, we keep going. but it's, Are you uh, people fucking sick and tired of hearing yeah, it? Yeah, people have the option of turning it off if they want to or just saving it for later. Like you could save half of your slice of rhubarb pie, which I've never been able to do. I. Why? Right. Why would you do that? Right. So we can, we can pretend it's rhubarb pie and keep going or just, you know, stop. Why didn't you make any rhubarb pie in 2017 so far? What is the season? Is this the season right now, end of summer? I don't know if rhubarb is still available in September. I don't really know. I think you need to figure that out because I kind of want some. Do you know what? One of the reasons is, and I don't want to really mention it too much, is is, uh, certain circumstances. Understood. Yeah, that's one reason. Lack of a stove. Yeah, that'd be Remember when I called good. Steve Stove and now we just say Stove? Stove. It's like Clont. Sto- sto- Clont. <laughs> Clont will always be fucking funny. I was going to uh, Joe's house a while back and he, I think it was, I, I, I can't remember. You asked me what my address was. I think it was when you got the Cooks Illustrated. No, subscription. That's not what it was. Something. You asked me for my address and I typed out, you know, blah, 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 Clont Eastwood. And I hit send before I could correct it. it said, and I knew it was going to be Clint because I know where he lived. And I'm going, that's funny. Clont Eastwood. Clont. And now it's it's become a running joke. And I did the same thing with Steve Redman's name. Stove Redman. Stove Redmond. I feel like such a, a... His hair sometimes looks like a stovepipe. It does. Like a, I need him to go to my barber. Aren't those called stovepipe hats? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like Bill Cuttingmore in uh, Gangs of New York. A now, bunch of guys wore. What, what would be the, the kind of hat that uh, Abraham Lincoln wore? It was a stovepipe, I think. Stovepipe hat? Yeah. Do you know that he was shot at? Um, shot at and hit and shit <laughs> at and missed? <laughs> wait, wait, this is funny. I, w- I wasn't done was... with my... Yeah, Paul, I know he was shot at. <laughs> at close range. Fucking back of his head, you ass. <laughs> really? Abe Lincoln was shot? Really? <laughs> It's like a Dumb and Dumber when he goes, "We landed on the moon." Like, yeah, yeah, he was shot. 
I thought he died of laughter. <laughs> okay, listen. Can you circle around back? Can you recover yes, that? Yes. Oh my God. I I think I saw a documentary on uh, uh, Abe Lincoln, and he was riding from someplace to someplace else, and he was I think he was president at the time. I'm pretty sure he was, and someone shot at him from a distance, and there's a hole in his stovepipe hat. I believe you can look that up. I may have to look that up because I've never heard that story before. I like that, though. You know that Abe Lincoln was shot? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I hope people make it to that point in the in the podcast and go, these guys have lost their fucking marbles. Oh, my God. He was shot by a, a relative of mine. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. I was forget about that. You are related to John Wilkes Booth. Oh, my God. I didn't... I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to look that up because I. I kind of want to think that it's true, and I don't want to be proved. You mean about the stovepipe hole? Yeah, the stovepipe hole. Yeah. Stove well, hey, hole. The pipe, the pipe hole. Pipe hole. Hey. Well, then we started getting a little weird with the Steve thing. Like, let's replace. I, not we. I got a little weird. Let's replace stove with Steve. With Steve. Like, pull the lasagna out of the Steve. Steve. <laughs> don't forget to preheat the Steve. <laughs> hey, can you please put the meatloaf in Steve? The in the Steve in the Steve, <laughs> bake oh. it four twenty five and then pull it out of the Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or or, st- or stevia. Oh shit! I forgot to turn off the Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't stevia the uh, the artificial sweetener that uh, what's his face put uh, whatever in the in the in the show uh, Breaking Bad? Wasn't stevia the woman's? Did you watch Breaking Bad? Did, did I did I watch Breaking Somebody Bad? Didn't, it was Mike that Devin didn't didn't watch Breaking Bad all the way through. I think he just I don't think he ever finished it. Really? I'm pretty sure. But uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't think we would hang out with him if that were the case. I think it's. I think I'm. So you've okay. So you've watched Breaking Bad. I watched it twice. Yeah. All the way through. It was. Uh, I don't think it was stevia. I, I think, think it, it was. I think it's a pink packet. Nope. That's. Uh, it wasn't. That's NutraSweet. S- it's the no. That's sweet and low. Saccharin. That's sweet and low. That's saccharin. saccharin. And then aspartame stevia, is blue. I think is what is what it's a yellow packet. Stevia. Splenda. Stevia. Splen- okay, but it was stevia that she was into, and that's what what's his face, uh, uh, um, Walter White, Scott po- Poison, Prackett. Scott Prackett. <laughs> that that's that's what she. What what was it that he poisoned her with? Uh, uh, uh ricin. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Was this tea? I need to watch that all the way through again. It's getting about that time. I think it's been maybe two years since I, I blew through it. And I, I actually, it's weird. It's getting about the time of year, usually about the time when it starts to cool off. Yeah, the fall. That's uh, about right. Is when I, I, I'll, I'll start to go into that mode. Or if I'm sick and I'll watch, I'll watch like one four of the, seasons of Scrubs yeah, in a weekend or something. One of the problems is I really don't want to start, start watching a show like that again or initially. Unless I know it's like shitty weather, it's a long weekend, and I don't really have anything planned because I just won't be able to watch one episode. It kills and, your motivation. And then yeah. put it away. I want to kind of watch a number of them. I don't know how far through. God, how long would that take for you to watch Breaking Bad all the way through if you just uh, nose to tail? I want to say it's something like a hundred and something hours. I feel like I saw that somewhere. I can... There you go. Look that shit up, Joe. I'm looking that shit up, Paul. And look it up. I think it's Stevia. Just saying. One of my favorite scenes, though, there's several favorite. If, if it was a yellow packet, it was it was Splenda. That's, okay. that's how they're that's but how they're labeled. It wasn't Splenda; it was Stevia. Are you, are you sure so about what, that? What color is a Stevia packet? White, probably. I don't think it's white. That's let me, a sugar. Let me think. That's sugar. 
I'm done. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> but while you're looking that up, one of my favorite ads when they're meeting out in the middle of nowhere to make their big financial deal out in the middle of the desert, and he talks about you're dealing with T-ball. We're big leagues. You know, who who, who gives a fuck? Did it, I don't want to live in a world without classic Coke. We have you have new Coke. We're classic Coke or something like that. Remember that? Or whatever yes, that I do. You have new Coke. We have classic, classic Coke. Coke. Yeah. Uh, so what? Who wants to live in a world with? Without classic Coke, or something, something along much those better. Lines. Well, much much better than that, but it's more gooder. Yeah. So you finding it yet, Joe? Uh, I think so. Stevia. I think it's like twenty eight. No, I didn't find that, Dick. Oh, what are you looking for? Uh, Breaking Bad is what I was looking for. Yeah. Well, and oh, how long it is? Yeah, because it, it says you can watch it in. Oh, it's it's uh forty. Mm-hmm. One day, twenty two hours. So. What is that? So twenty four plus twenty two. It's like thir- forty six hours. Forty six hours. So in, so about two days you could do it if you wanted to do that. I mean that's and still fucking rough. But I know people that will watch. Like I've done this before. When Stranger Things first came out, I watched one episode, and I was like, "Oh shit." I'm not doing anything the rest of the day. I canceled plans. I was supposed to go and do something, I think, with Mike. Like, Mike had the day off, and I'm like, I'm watching Stranger Things. And then he started watching it, and he goes, God damn it. Right, pissed off. Like He was pissed because it was so good, and I, he did the same thing. And he did it with Defenders, that new Marvel series that's right. on Netflix. And I love these groundbreaking anything. Like, uh, Breaking Bad was kind of one of those shows, right? It was like a watershed show. Absolutely. And it kind of set the bar. A little bit differently. It really did because there's people that I, I knew that I never watched The Wire. I never got into it because I didn't have HBO then. And it was prior, The Wire was on prior to a lot of streaming, any streaming that I know of. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't have HBO. So I just didn't watch it. And I never pirated it and watched it. So, But I've heard many people talk about how The Wire is up there with the greatest shows on earth that have ever, ever mm-hmm. been broadcast up there with MASH. With Perfect Strangers, with Full House. I'm kidding. That was a ter- terrible fucking joke. Full House. Full House. I'm listening. Uh, but yeah, like, and they, I they really but, like Full House. Fucking Breaking Bad. No, Breaking Bad, Full House. Breaking Bad is so much better than Full House. Like, at least three shows. At least for the first two higher. seasons. Shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's people out there that, uh, that a lot of, it, it's not consensus, obviously, but most people tend to agree that it is in the, the top five shows of all time. Yes, absolutely. And I would uh, I would tend to agree with it. Um, but it's like I think we talked about for the first time that someone did a uh, a backflip on a motocross bike, you know, during these when, you know these competitions, and the first time he does it, you know, it, it, then everybody did it because they knew that you could do that it. They knew that you could do it, but it's you like had with, to do it first, right? It's like with any, it's like with the aviation or an air, it's like they heard that someone can act, wow, humans can fly, and then everybody just piles in. It takes a pioneer or a, a, someone to do it. With the balls to go out there and the do it first. And just the fucking gates flood open. Because, yep. wow, now we know it's possible. This guy, woman, whatever did this thing. And now, boom, everybody's going to do it because they know it's possible. And that's kind of a rare, I mean, it's too rare, really, to be honest. There should yeah. be more groundbreaking moments like wow. that. Now I want to watch Breaking Bad. But I know if I start it, i got to finish it. Uh, I had a conversation with someone about SpaceX this weekend. And I'm um, really shifting gears, but it doesn't. But they 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 love what SpaceX is doing, but they don't like that Elon. This is an engineer type. They don't like that Elon Musk doesn't really talk about or give enough credit to his engineers, 
because Elon Elon's not an engineer, like he's not an aerospace. No, no, guy, not yeah, at, all. at all. And he's got a good team of people that are making all this happen. And according to this person, I haven't really researched it. Doesn't really talk about them a lot or doesn't really show drop names and stuff. And this is our team. This is what we're doing. And we're all SpaceX is awesome. So I, I don't know if that's a valid complaint or not, but I don't think so. Well, I, I don't know because then he, so it, it takes everybody to do that. Sure. If your engineers distracted because the toilets are dirty in the bathroom, the janitor that works at SpaceX is just as fucking important as the top no, no, engineer. No. Okay. But, but so like, do you but, give credit to everybody or do you give credit to the whole but team? Maybe together? he doesn't. Does he, I don't know. Does he tweet out and go, I like to thank everybody here at SpaceX for making yeah, he this does rocket. Say shit like that I, I don't really, yeah. I don't really know if he, and know. that's the engineer being while well, the engineers totally did it. Well, it's not just the engineers, man. Sure. Sure. Like somebody had to fund it. Somebody had to come up with the ideas. Somebody had to bring the food to the catering. Somebody brings the food. Somebody cleans the shitter. Somebody empties the fucking trash. Somebody brings pens to the engineers. Okay, it's not. It's so that you have the you know your IT guys that keep the engineers happy so they can still look at porn when they're done doing their engineering shit. Right. Like I, I'm sure everybody on that team. Not only are they well compensated. I think I, I had a theory behind that. I, I said, okay, let's run with your theory because isn't isn't it true that People are getting stolen in Silicon Valley back and forth. The people are getting they fuck you. They Constantly. Quit, they quit SpaceX and they go to Apple. Then they go to, I don't know if that's quite the cross, but it's Apple and Google, for example. They're robbing each other all the time. Always. I, I know Steve Jobs got in a big shitting match with all this about people stealing engineers back, back and forth. And I, it was, he was trying to put a stop to it, which is really good luck with that. But yeah. And I understand why, right? Because if you've got some top people, you don't want them to have that, that guy over there to pay you. Two hundred thousand dollars more, pay you more, and give you more opportunities. Then, yeah. then, then give them more opportunities. To stop being such a fucking Steve Jobs. But I could, I could see you know, if you've got a pretty good team that works together, and you start losing some of these people, that would be rather disconcerting. You're like, of oh my, course, yeah. oh my god, you know. But then, I mean, you're also uh, SpaceX is also a jumping off point because they've lost engineers that have got, that have been picked up. To that were you know maybe mid level engineers working on I don't know, a fucking fin or something on on the rocket they, they ended up working now they're ahead of something on a Mars mission in at NASA I and they're even, not making more money they're just gonna be on a fast track they're I, not they're gonna be landing something on Mars in twenty twenty one instead of twenty twenty five yeah I don't even know what uh, speaking of that and we this is getting later but we got to uh, what what's Bezos up to is he doing I mean what what's he doing with his space well, we bought Whole Foods <laughs> I know that. Hey man, I think that guy's all like. I think he is so far behind and thinks that he's not. Um, with the space, stuff. I think he thinks he's a lot further advanced than he actually is. It's like when he tried to was it about a year or so ago, year and a half ago, when they decided to launch a their rocket, yeah, and land it. And he's like, "Well, look, we can do that too." Yeah, except you didn't go up to suborbital space and bring it back. Yeah, and bring it back. You went up. I think you went up like. I think it went up to like eighty thousand feet and landed, and Elon Musk, like that with it or not Musk, but like the SpaceX within a couple days sent one up to like eight hundred thousand feet. He goes, "I'm sending this up so high that we don't measure it in hundreds of thousands of feet; we measure it in miles." <laughs> and that was his like snarky tweet back at Bezos. I'm like, he got on the game. He was on the game too fucking late. Isn't he, um, the Falcon Heavy going later this year? Yeah, there's supposed to be a test firing in November. The last firing or launch, firing and then a launch early, like first quarter, uh, twenty eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Are you sure it's eighteen, not seventeen? I think it's eighteen. All right. 
three of those motherfuckers are bringing back the three the three boosters are yeah. doing the two and then the long I want to I want to go down there when they launch it just because it's it's more powerful than Saturn V and right so hearing the, stories of people what they said about the Saturn V up to this point the Saturn V was the most powerful machine ever created by man yes and this is going to be topping that as far yeah. as thrust and by that like thirty percent or something yeah, by, like that by, like, by a chunk yeah um and. What was I going to say about that? So, it, oh, the problem with planning that, say, oh, it's going to be the launch date. It's going to be March 7th. You're going to go there. And it's going to be Falcon fucking canceled. Heavy, the Falcon Heavy test firing was supposed to be last fall. Right. And then first quarter 2017 was when they were supposed to launch and shit got pushed back. So, and I don't know why, but. You got to live there is what you got to do. It's, I mean, it's the whole reason why Porsche and I didn't get to go see the um, uh, final launch of the uh, of the space shuttle. We were going to go out oh. there for it. I had tickets purchased because it got pushed back and it got pushed back uh for some reason i don't remember what the, it wasn't weather or anything like i know it was, why why obama obama wasn't he president then yes it was 2011 i think it was that fucking kenyan oh my god i can't <laughs> where is that birth certificate trump uh-huh i can't we gotten we've already gotten way too political on this episode <laughs> no, we, we won't we won't do it again probably all right are you about done I could go on and on, but we're done. I know. By the way, you people at some you people at some point might I mean you people might, might might be treated, and I use that word incorrectly mm-hmm. to what is our long episode, folks out there? Maybe you haven't heard about the longest one that Joe and I did by ourselves. Four hours, thirty seven minutes, edited completely together with one break. <laughs> With no guest. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. With no at the very end, that was the thing that I said because it was longer, still longer than the longest Joe Rogan. Or did he beat us yet? I don't think he's beat us yet, but he's close. He's nipping at our heels. He doesn't know it because he we has gotta no read, idea. We, we got to tweet to him. We got to say we got one it's longer. Like, it's like, hey, Rogan, and it'll be like okay, and uh-huh. then he'll just him and Tom Segura will talk a little bit longer. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. Actually, I think because uh, they don't they didn't really technically call it an episode. He he hosted it, but it, the recording they did for New Year's. Or not New Year's, um, election night. Oh, they were down like in the bowels of, yeah, uh, of they, the, some the comedy, comedy store. Yeah, 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 in the yeah, comedy yeah. store in the yeah. very back, like like little vi old VIP lounge. And they were talking about how it smelled like like jizz and martinis in here, and they're like, "It smelled like that since the '60s." And I'm like, "That's nasty." Yeah, uh, so that, that could have been a longer this, one. Yeah, which doesn't really. But count, I it's like election coverage or something like that. You exactly, not it was, really a it, podcast, and they didn't have actual guests. They just had people come on and bitch about yeah, the election. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, I had some mm, super, super right-wing guy that just loves Trump, and he's like, this is fucking great for America. <laughs> and he, but he's a, it's an act that he does. But he, he came oh, on, and he like was Colbert. on there for like, yeah, like Colbert that I didn't know about. You're going to listen to that tonight when you go home. Right? I am going to watch we were talk, it. Joe didn't really know about the whole, um, was it the press corps? Press uh, correspondence dinner. For uh, George, George Bush, and I said, you need to listen to this because it's not funny. It's, it's funny. not. I only watched like four minutes of 24, and it was... Cringeworthy. Yeah, the Bush administration was not happy when this whole thing was over because Joe was listening to the first, it was the first five or ten minutes before we went on the air, and um, and then I said, "You wait until you get into two thirds or three quarters of it, and it's it's some shit that they were going going. Who I guarantee people got fired over it. They had to be fired over it. It's like they probably thought Colbert was a real conservative." Right, just I'm like, not kidding. They had to think this, just like I did, because I, yeah. I only, I, I've only ever seen. I don't think I ever even watched an entire episode of his, 
his uh, his old show, the one on Comedy Central, the Colbert Report. Because you were saying I, you didn't have the television, you didn't have. I didn't um, have cable like you know. for for a long time there, and and I didn't. And I also like I think I watched a bit of his shit, and I'm like I don't fucking give a fuck about because he, because he thought he was right wing like, pundit. Right. I thought that's what he was. But I if thought he knew he was that was real. a shtick, he would have been more entertained. I had no idea that that was a shtick because I, I totally would have watched the hell out of that. And I don't know why I never picked up on that. Maybe I just didn't give a shit. Uh, I also didn't really get into politics until the 2008 election. Yeah. And then after that, I was so burned out that I just didn't, I stayed out of it. I, I didn't give a shit. 2012, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this because I like the way we're going and this is who I'm voting for. And that was it. I didn't, I researched local issues and that's about it. And I just didn't give a shit I, I, because I was so burned out from 2008. But I can't wait to go home and watch it because uh, I can already tell it's really great. And I think you're right. I think he has not been asked back. Uh, on the press correspondence center, even though I'm sure they would fucking love it. Well, certain people would love it. I, I would have think because he he's more liberal than he is. It's a, it's a whole thing he has, of course. But I wonder if he he's very much middle of the road on his beliefs, mostly to do with his Catholicism. Ba- kind of balances it out. So probably what you're saying is we have to look at this look at this up to see if he was invited back. Like if what you're saying is he probably even didn't go. Obama probably didn't invite him because I thought. This is going to be trouble no matter what we do. Obama was the funniest person at those dinners. Oh, he was hilarious. He was so fucking funny. He's like, some people, my favorite joke that he cracked was about him and Joe Biden. He's like, Joe Biden and I have become really close. Uh, we're so close that it makes certain people in 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 Indiana really uncomfortable and just like, or said, and said something like, there's certain places in Indiana that we can't get a pizza because <laughs> Joe Biden and I are so close. I fucking lost it. The dude had delivery. The dude he had did. head chops. Whether he, he you had wanna, good timing. Wh- whether you want to be on left side, right right side, I don't give a shit. If you just look at pure humor, the dude had chops, and he was entertaining. He was a good speaker. And, of course, back to one of our other topics, too. I, there are people that I know that are hard right that will completely disagree with that because they just don't like Obama. And they didn't, So they won't give him credit for delivery or presentation at all because they hate his politics. Therefore, right. he sucked at delivery. You were just flat fucking wrong. Yeah. Just, now he's you know. funny. He was funny. Just Reagan had good delivery. Reagan, he, he was good for the time. That was Reagan it. chopped it up, man. He, he, yeah. he had great delivery. Um Bush uh, Jr. had some funny moments where he was, you could tell that he was kind of holding back what he wanted to say. Yes. He was so, he was too careful, unfortunately. He was, yeah, he was too careful. But I think if he would have said what he wanted to say, he would have gotten just dragged. And, and people also said, too, when the cameras were off during meetings, stuff like that, they said he was not, because he's so, he was too careful. You could tell. And it, and I think because he was careful, and I wasn't a pro George Bush guy at all. I just, but they, they, you could just tell he was awkward and didn't want to say this, and then he, he would want to say, you know, his words would get all fucked up and fumbled because he knew he, if he had to be so careful what he was saying, just like you said. But when the cameras were off and the press was out and they were doing their meetings, he said he was a totally different person. Absolutely, completely relaxed, no big jovial deal, jovial and funny and whatnot. And yeah. there, I, I read somewhere that that like his attitude toward like what he would say like in person changed after 9/11. Yeah. Which makes sense, man, cuz sure. you I mean you I mean you that remember what it was like it was ever. a huge paradigm shift in what you can and cannot say and joke about and all this other shit. And the president had to be presidential. Dude, no president had to deal with that that level ever. of scrutiny ever, I would say. Yeah. Uh because they were all looking to him going, "All right, well what do we do now? Like these people fucking came in here and murdered this, what are you going to do?" And I can only imagine well, the guy was a was he governor of Texas? Yeah, governor yes. of Texas. Yep. That was the highest office, the most amount of people he'd ever managed in, in his entire life. And 
from what I understand, Texas is fairly decentralized. Like there's not, the governor is not, he kind of steers people in the right direction, but doesn't have a hell of a lot of power in the Republic of Texas. But you also looked at a lot of the more successful presidents. I don't know how you're going to fucking measure this, but they were governors and not senators or because, because you are a head of that state. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But if you just look at the history of it, there's, I think, I don't know if it's numbers wise or you consider more successful again, however you measure that whatever that metric is that they maybe were, it's also you know how to surround yourself with people that are going to making truly large decisions not just sure. a few interns and secretaries yeah. and whatnot right um but yeah like there i read uh, a, just a small maybe a couple hundred word article about how uh the reason why george w bush w- the media portrayed him as kind of this bumbling fool and he wasn't he just he was he is a certain way and had to fake being a different way yeah. because the way he said things would hurt people's feelings and it was just too soon. And now, granted, and then he, he was, stayed in that mode for six more years. Granted, you know? he was born into a pretty fairly white, wealthy family yeah. and got some privilege getting into Yale. But his post-presidential career has proven the fact that he's not some correct privileged white asshole like he may have been beforehand right and I, and he's the first one to say he was a privileged white asshole at, you know and during college right after college mm-hmm. for several years until he got sober but i mean come on man the guy's painting he's doing have you seen some of the paintings some are pretty interesting actually. they're not good he's not good but they're at interesting it, but they're interesting and yeah. i like the whole concept where he started painting pictures uh port or portraits of fallen soldiers selling them and donating the money directly to their family, like giving the yeah. money directly to their, their families. That's fun. You can't get much better than that. And he's not telling people about it. He's not right. writing books about it. He's just doing it. Right. So that's pretty cool. And I never thought I'd ever become a Bush apologist, but I, eh. I wonder how long the, um, the secret service detail, like in other words, if he, does he still followed around until he dies, but it isn't, it's not a huge contingency. I don't, I think it's just a couple people maybe are with you. I don't know, didn't you ever see that? What was the Nicolas Cage movie where he has to, he gets assigned to the first lady, the former first lady. Uh, I can't think of it. It's a nineties movie. And um, eh, somewhere someone's screaming in their car. God damn it. It's this movie. But anyway, yeah, I think huh? that, that's my five. Cage huh? No, huh? that's my Nicolas Cage. Got well, that. that one more time. Huh? That's perfect. You think I put a soundbite in there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I will do that. Not just sure what movie that's from, but someone did that. I heard an imitation. Well, that kind of sounds like that he kind of s- <laughs> I don't know what again. No, I think they're maybe four agents or something like that, and then more if they travel or something. I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. I don't. I I, I, don't I know like that me. the Secret Service is uh, incredibly fucking expensive. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm getting, I was about to get political, and I don't want to get political. I don't. Don't and we're talking politics. We're not getting political. How long is our show? Two hours and thirty minutes. It's Jesus. perfect. That's it, a good stopping you're welcome, time. Welcome, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. I hope you enjoyed this whole thing. Yeah. We All right. We I think we're done, man. Let's. We're fucking done, man. <sighs> done. Fuck it. We'll do it live. All right. Play us out. What so a, play us out, Joe. What does that even mean to, to play, play us out? <laughs> you mean to finish the show? <laughs> fucking thing sucks. <laughs> It's always funny. All right. Go ahead, Joe, play us out now. I'm not. Stop asking me to play us out because I don't fucking know how to do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll talk to you later. This has been Cartoon I'm gonna say, Casual. I'm going to say good night now, not goodbye or bye. I'm going to say because it's a night. It is now yeah, night. It's it a school is. night. And it's fucking approaching. It's not a school night for me. It's in our last. It's almost. I mean, it's past. It's going to be midnight the next hour. Yep. 
Hey, so good night, Joe. Good night, Paul. Thank you, folks. Thank you.